Hey everybody, my name is Jesse Collings, and I want to tell you all about my show, The Gentleman's Wrestling Podcast, here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. On The Gentleman's Wrestling Podcast, we do a thorough analysis on the biggest issues and trends within the pro wrestling industry. We talk a lot about pro wrestling media, we talk a lot about fan culture and wrestling's place within general pop culture, and we talk about the broader influences that are shaping the way we discuss and analyze the pro wrestling industry. We've had some of the brightest minds in the pro wrestling intelligentsia on the show, including WrestleNomics host Brandon Thurston, both Rich Krejci and Joe Lanza from the Flagship Wrestling Podcast, Trevor Dame from the Through the Years Podcast, and a whole lot more. This isn't a show for hot takes. It's not a show recapping the latest episode of television. This is a show focusing on the biggest topics in pro wrestling and doing a deep dive on the real stories behind the surface level analysis you might find elsewhere. The Gentleman's Wrestling Podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you gave us a try. Thanks. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. You are listening to the flagship podcast with your hosts, Joe Lanza. I hate the commentators. I hate the ring announcers. I hate the production. I hate the wrestling. I hate the interviews. I hate uh, the, their promo style. I hate the way the shows are presented. I hate the way the shows are paced. I hate the video packages. I hate everything about this company with every fiber of my being. And Rich Crage. You know, he yeah. comes out and you're just like, oh, gross. Like, look at this guy. Yeah. <laughs> in, the, in all the best ways possible. He's just the, the slimiest looking guy you've ever seen. I love him so much. He's so good. And we are live here on the flagship podcast. I am Rich. He is Joe. Joe, what's happening? How are you? One week off. One time, no talk. We had a week off? We had a week oh, off. Yeah, 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 yeah. With Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah, we didn't do anything. We didn't do a show in between that either. That's it's. It's been a while. Maybe the longest yeah. I've gone in a long time without talking to you, which is sad or good, or I don't know what that is, but hi, how are you? Why is that sad? You I guess it's not sad. I guess it's sad that I, I missed you. I was like, oh man. No, that's not, what you meant. that's not that's not what I meant. That's that's not what you meant at all. <laughs> now I'm a little hurt. Now I'm a little insulted. Oh, and... Sorry. <laughs> no way to kick off the holiday season. I, I apologize about that. Well, I opened up the Thursday Dynamite review with reminding everyone that they're all one day closer to death. Oh, so <laughs> lovely. <laughs> I did not listen to that show yet. So how did yeah, you do that? How did you get to that? You were just like, hi, well, we're one day closer to death. <laughs> well, I noted that it's now December. Yes. We're almost in 2023 and the time just flies. And, you know, every every time we wake up, we're one day closer to the Reaper. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Oh, great. So it's like, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. You know, it's <laughs> How was yeah. the show? <laughs> Other than that, I was dynamite. So. I was I was feisty. I was feisty on on that audio. Um, well, I, I may as well do a cheap plug. So yeah, go ahead. Yeah, um, do it right off the bat. Let's do it. Because yeah, there was no, 
that I didn't do. Did I do it? I didn't do a dynamite review last week either, right? Uh, <laughs> no, you did. Remember. You did. No, 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 you did. You did. You did. It was I very late. It was like excruciatingly oh, late, and your dulcet, cat was eating stuff. And yeah, knock. I, I listened to it. It was very low. I don't know why your mic was so low. Uh, you were you. I think you were whispering, but then also you didn't pump up the mic or something like that. It was very very quiet. Yet you could hear like the jingling of a of, of a. I don't know. Does your cat have a collar or just bells or something? You could definitely hear something in the background. This fucking cat, okay, missed Maggie Moo. She's got the bell collar. With I the seen a bow tie. We, we, There's a picture of her on Discord. She looks very nice. So I, I don't, I don't buy any of the stuff that you say about her. That's because the bow tie is a ruse. It's all a trick. Don't be fooled by the little fabulous ones bow tie. Okay, she's a menace, and she knows when I'm doing audio. And she acts up. She, she, okay. When I do the late night dulcet tones audio, okay, I can't do it where I normally do it because as people are sleeping, I'm going to wake them up. So I, I move all my equipment to downstairs in the dining room, like the fancy dining room that we never really eat in. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, okay, like, okay. Like, so it's just you and there's a big table with like six chairs and then you sitting there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the non-functional dynamite. Yeah. But what I do is I stand at like a divide, like this divider that I okay. use as a standing desk. Okay. Okay. So what this fucking cat does is she knows that I'm trying to do audio. She hops up on the dining room table, then hops up on the back of one of the chairs, and then she leaps off the chair onto my back with her claws and claws into my back, <laughs> and because she, she thinks it's a fun game. Uh, it is. Cat. Yeah. She just and I'm trying to not scream in agony because I've got <laughs> you got a cat claw just <laughs> twenty cat claws <laughs> ripping at your back, embedded into my back like like Hollywood Hogan in '97 just ripping your back. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna take a picture of one of these shirts with the twenty claw holes in it that she continues to ruin. This is her little game she plays. So, you know. I can't lock her up somewhere because she's a kitten. And if she can't get to the litter, she shits and pisses on the floor. So I, I it's a, it's a whole conundrum. So sometimes I'll take the, the collar off so people can't hear the bell. Right. But then, then the dog gets in the mix and, and, and I have the hardwood floors down there. So, so her claws are hitting the hardwood floors. Yeah. It's the most unprofessional audio. <laughs> it's so bad. It's it's because it's unbelievable. These animals are out. It's a good of thing the content. And it's a good thing the content is, is is elite level because yeah, the quality is is yeah. horrific. So, so I'm trying to do this dulcet tones audio and keep things quiet and smooth. I got a cat jumping on my back. I got the dog clicking their fucking heels on the on the floor. The dog and the cat love each other, which is a shocker well, to me. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, but they conspire. <laughs> right okay. now, they're, the cat's made your 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 usually good, uh, well behaved dog now evil. Correct? Yeah, she's swatting food off the table down to the floor to the dog. She, you know, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This 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 cat is a menace, an absolute menace. So um, I don't even know what the hell you asked me, but uh, no, last week's show, yeah. So I did the dulcet tone show. That show stunk, by the way, uh, because of all the animal issues, and I just, I didn't like that show. Uh, this week's show is great, and everyone should subscribe on the $5 tier to listen to that show. And uh, the title of that show is WWE Bullshit, because uh, I like how AEW has avoided certain aspects of WWE Bullshit, 
like not inundating us with with overproduced video packages. Okay, if you don't know why Hangman Page wants revenge on Moxley, well, you either <laughs> don't was that you, you either don't watch the show. Or you're stupid. Or they told or you. you. Excalibur says the last time they were in the ring, John Moxley knocked out Hangman Page and he's been gone for weeks. Correct. Or you just didn't listen to the you, you had to show a mute because they did explain it. Right. You, you, we, you we don't need to do a corn cob. You heard the, the right. hangman. You, you, you heard the horses go and you went, ah, and then yeah. you just immediately transform into a corn cob. And then when you emerged from your, your, your cobbiness, then you, you returned and saw hangman and Moxley in the ring and went, ah, what is going on? No, my brain. No video package. No <laughs> I can't video package. handle it. Why are What's these happening? men fighting? And then they talked yeah. about why they were fighting, but you were still screaming for me a corn cop, so you didn't notice it. So I, I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, these, as the man is explaining. marching towards the ring, Excalibur and Taz are explaining to you what happened two months ago. Right? And but then anyways. the promo content was all about it. Moxie said, "Hey, did right. you get knocked out last? Time? You were knocked out the last time you were in the ring with me. Are you sure you can handle this? Like it, it's it, like, it, pretty there, pretty clear, like, yeah." His exact words were, I'm sorry, do you not remember last yeah, time? While pointing, pointing to, to his smile. head. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So, what? You, you know what's funny about that complaint is, like, 99.9% of the people who complain that there's not enough explanation and not a video package com- totally understand the story being told. Oh, they got it. Yeah, wor- yeah, they know the story. They're worried about a fictional person that doesn't exist. They're worried about the fictional casual fan that doesn't exist. And, I, you know, if, if, but th- doesn't it go through their head? Oh, I understand what's happening. Why don't they assume that everyone else watching understands what's happening? If they understand, like, I would understand if, like, you didn't understand what was happening, you might say, oh, I wish they would explain this. But if you get it, then that means they've sufficiently explained <laughs> right. it. Well, other pe- other people get probably get it too. Yeah. It, it, right. It, it drives you nuts. But anyway. That's the one WWE trope, WWE bullshit that AEW has avoided. But there was something on the show, Rich, mm. that set me the fuck off. And I'm not going to give it away. And it's I don't WWE. even know what this is. I don't think I know even know what this is. It's WWE bullshit. And I w- fucking hate WWE it. WWE bullshit on and this it's week's be. Dynamite. I'm not going to guess it here either because I, I don't want you to no, have to reveal don't it. Don't give anyway. it away. Yeah. It's, it's, I'll text it to you. Okay. It's, it's going to be one of those things. You know when I get on something and <laughs> oh, I don't no. let go? Yeah. Yes, I do. As I anxiously await a, a fucking ringer podcast analysis coming very soon, uh, hopefully. Yeah. Yes, I do know when you get on things and you just don't let them go. And then and I can't let it go. And it just and then and then I'm and then I become more annoying than the thing actually. is yes, annoying. And like, then people actually turn around on it. Right. Because they're like, Joe, it wasn't right. that bad. Joe, like, they hated it, but then you are so fucking annoying about it. It's funny because you didn't listen to me yet, but that's exactly well, what I said. I know you. I've done audio with you for 10 years, and I know because there's things that I dislike that you dislike, but then you dislike it so much that I'm like, I, I, Joe, it wasn't that bad. Like, come on. Like, reel it in a little bit. It's, it, it was fine. It was okay. Yeah, that... And then I'm so annoying and won't let go that people are like, you know what? I think I like that. They're going to turn around on it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So I texted you the thing that's WWE bullshit that I fucking hate that they did last night. Oh, I would have to guess that. Yeah, I didn't. It makes sense now. It does make sense. I mm, see. I don't I don't don't want to go down that road, Rich. I don't want them going down that road. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, that's I, I don't think I hated it as much as you did, but I 
probably when I listen to the audio, I will understand why. You, and I don't disagree with you fully. I don't know if I'm as mad as you are letting me on, <laughs> leading me to believe that you are mad about this. But I'm, I am incensed. Wow. Okay. That See, I, I didn't like it, but I also didn't. I wasn't incensed like you were. But that's interesting. I'll have to listen to that. This is peak Vince McMahon bullshit is what this is. Okay. I hate it. I got one question for you, and I'm not going to give it away. Okay. Would Harley Race do that? Would Ric Flair do that? No. That's no. all I have to yep. say. That's all I have to say. I'm not going to give it away. Ric Flair would not hang here. out with Lil Bow Wow. I'll tell you that. <laughs> That's not that it, by was, the way. That was so fucking stupid at the cannon one. Like, <laughs> no, that was, like, you can't get mad at that. You're a, you're a corn cob if you got mad at that because it was so yeah. over the top. Yeah. I mean, we all know it's terrible. It sucks and it's it's counterproductive and, and nobody in the building cared. But it's like. You know, Tony's fixated with these mildly famous fucking music acts. Yeah, I don't know. Bow Wow is a I, tough one, too. Um, you know, yeah, you Bawa can't Bawa convince was, me that's a big time star. You not, can't. It's not. When I was in the uh, when I went to Dynamite last week, uh, they showed the video package with, with Bow Wow. And the nurse is like, who's that? And I'm like, little Bow Wow. And she was like, he's still alive? And I was like, yeah, I don't. Yeah. Why would he not be alive? And she's like, oh, I don't know. And she just looked back at her phone, you know, just like, no, like that's that. the amount the of care that she gave to little Bawa was, oh, he is still alive. Oh, okay. And then yeah. like 20 minutes later, like, uh, has little Bawa done anything in the last 15 years? And I was like, I, I don't know. Not sure. But I don't know either. Yeah, I can't uh, answer that. I'm not sure. But yeah. Yeah, I guess. Sorry. He's just Bawa. No, he's not Lil anymore. No, yeah, that's right. He's not Lil. I think he's anymore. like 34 years old. So. He's um I think he's my oh, age you know, actually. I think Bow Wow is my age. Let me see how old Bow Wow is. He is exactly my Oh, he was born just a couple days after me. March 9th, 1987. You can't be Lil if you're in your mid 30s. No, no. <laughs> you lose ah. the Lil. I don't I wonder, yeah. I wonder when he dropped Lil. I wonder if like when he was I'd say by like 17 you probably got to let it go, right? Because you, you want to be cool. You want to be cool at that point. You want to stop being yeah, like yeah, Lil. Yeah. Well, but then you could bring Lil back. Like if you if you weren't little, but then like you added it later. Because there's a lot of Lils now that are not like you know 19 years old or whatever. They're in their 20s or whatever. But I can't support it. You, you think no Lils after what age is your is your Lil cut off? I think once you hit 27, you have to drop the Lil. 27. Okay. All right. That's a grown ass adult. I mean, I, I it, you Lil, know, Lil's tough for a twenty. Like you're pushing you, thirty. If point, you went to I a mean, family party and they went, "Oh, here's Lil Joe walking in," you'd be like, "Oh man." Here's the thing: you walk to a family party at twenty seven, people expect you to kind of start having your shit together, right? Right. Like you're not. Like, when are you, you having know, kids? Is there a woman in your life? Type. Yeah, of stuff? you might yeah. not have to be completely settled and and but your aunt's gonna ask it your aunt's gonna ask hey is there any women in your life or you know some some prodding question that she probably doesn't need to ask but is gonna ask i just think at 27 the wheels should at least be turning (laughs) right is that fair like by then the wheels the wheels should be turning there should be some kind of what's your career where you know are you still living in an apartment are you you know are you seeing anybody like yeah little, little stuff like that something has to be happening you don't have to be completely in. I, you know, I settled in the life later than a lot of people. <laughs> sure, but, of course. But the wheels were turning by the late 20s. I mean, it was know, not for I, lack of trying. It was just, you know. Look, I had a I had a real functional 
salary at 24. Is that average, fair, late, early? What is that? At 24, an actual salary? Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I had a salary like out of college, so I don't know. Um, so you were a little before me. You had one at like 20, a functional salary. Like yes. I can, well, I can, uh, functional 20, uh, 22, I can, 23, okay. I had I, a functional salary. I can live on my own and eat steak now and then. That's my bar. Yeah, I don't know if I was quite there at 22, 23. 20, 24, okay, I, was, so, I was definitely there. So right around the same time is, as you. By 27, the wheels should be turning towards that at minimum. I'm not even saying you need to be there. But 27 is like, all right, you got right, to shit or go off the pot, right? 25, I maybe can cut you a break. So I think 27 is when you got to drop the Lil. That's, that's kind of where I stand on that. Is she still Lil Kim? Uh, Lil Kim is still Lil Kim. Yes. But like I said, she, she was that. And, and I think that's the an important distinction is like, if you, if you came up as a Lil and you were already an adult, when you came up as a Lil, I think you are allowed to continue to be, she's also like four foot nine or something like that. So I think it works a little bit better. Oh, okay. Well, so she's a size Lil. Uh, yeah, I think more of a size Lil than, than, than yeah. a, cause she came, she started to appear around, I don't know, 94, 93, 94. I want to say. By that point, I'm going to now try to find out how old Lil Kim is. She is 48 right now. So she, yeah. what, what did I say, 1994? We'll say 1994. She, she burst onto the scene. She was 20 at that point. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, that's still pretty young. So I, but I, I also think she's like a very small human. So I think that probably. She's a forerunner to the, your Megan the Stallion. She your, is. Uh, yes, one of the original. Yeah. Uh, uh, sex, sex rap in, in the, in, yeah. 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 Um, Lil, who's the, who's the, uh, Oh, Lil, Lil Wayne is the, yes. And he's in his forties as well. And he has a face like in his sixties <laughs> or he was set on fire well, or something. Like he, well, he's had some, he's, uh, he's had some near death experiences over the, uh, over the, the recent years. Right, so, not the most handsome man. Not but, never the most handsome man, but yeah, he's he's no, no. Seems happy and though, and, and yeah, he's always in good spirits. I guess. Uh, you know. Now he was um, when he came up, he, he was very young. He he was very much a lil, but has has continued to be a little. Little. Yeah, but he has continued yeah. to be a lil. Yeah, yeah. Was he the guy that um was he the guy that somebody filmed just railing a girl at the hockey game in the in the fucking luxury box? Was he the <laughs> I one? I don't know. Someone in the Dodo chat room will, 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 will tell it. I don't, I don't know. I don't remember. Someone was at a hockey game. A hockey game. I want to say it was Dallas Stars. I, I could be off on the team. And it was a Lil, a rapper with a Lil name, and I, he was just railing this chick <laughs> in the luxury box. And someone in like the other box like, 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 uh... put, it, put it on TikTok or something. Okay. Um, I can't remember who it was, but um, you know, and I don't think it was Lil Wayne now that I think about it. Who is Lil Uzi Vert a real person? Uh, that is a person. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if that. I if he maybe walked was, on, if he knocked on my door right now, I wouldn't know what Lil Uzi Vert looks like. But uh, maybe it was Lil Uzi Uzi Vert. Oh, someone <laughs> got it. Like like you said, it was a it was a Florida Panthers game, and it was Kodak Black. Kodak Black, not so not a Lil at all. Not Kodak. a Lil, but a gimmick name is where I was. Confused. Kodak Black. Kodak okay. Black. Yeah. Florida like, Panthers. Yeah, he, yeah. Okay. All right. Look that up. You might be able to see he's killing her in the luxury box. <laughs> I'll look it up during the hockey game. after the show. Yeah. 
How about that? He must not have had money on the game because uh, he wasn't too into it. So he was. You tell me Kodak Black wasn't into a Florida Panthers game. Wow. Right. I don't know what he had a luxury. Maybe he's a fan. How am I supposed <laughs> he's to a know? Big fan. But yeah, they're good. They're, that, they're, they're a good team, right? These days, the Florida I have Panthers. No idea. I don't. I don't know Jeff anything about Beezer. Who's the guy that? Uh, I was always him and like I was always the Panthers and any children. Did you just make a a Jeff Van Beesburg? He has he probably is sixty and retired twenty years ago. <laughs> he was the Rangers goalie in like ninety three or something. Um, I always tell people because people are always like, "Oh, you guys should talk hockey." I'm like, "You don't want us to talk hockey." Like all of our references and the only players we know are from nineteen ninety four to two thousand and one, and I know no other people after that. So no, yeah. you don't want me to do that. Ninety basically nineteen ninety one to. 2001 is is all I know. So yes, I would. When I hear Florida Panthers, I think of Jeff and John Van Breesbrook or whatever the fuck yeah. uh, his name was, and and yeah, John else, Van so. Breesbrook. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if they're good now, but um, maybe not. He wasn't too into the game. No. He was, well, he was in the that well chip, I mean, you could know? do both. Nah. Nah. No. I mean, how long is it going to take? How long is it going to take? Got to support the team. Support <laughs> can't be can't be banging during the, the game. No, yeah. you can't. I don't want anything to do with sex. When my teams are on Gosport team, I don't want to mix those two things. It's weird. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. Um, anyway, so yeah, $5 tier. Find out the WWE bullshit that I'm very angry about from the, uh, that was a spirited dynamite review, by the way. It wasn't the only thing I got mad at. Um, I started off calm. Tranquilo, you know, it was going well, on. Talking, talking about us being one day closer to death. I promised to not go crazy, and then I, I, I lost my shit during the Dynamite review. So um, I was burying people left and right. So I don't know. It's a good show. There you go. $5 um, tier. FlagshipPatreon.com to get that. Yeah. All right, Joe. So many people are expecting discussions of a potential new refrigerator. Uh, Why do people care about my refrigerator? And that, and that will come in time. We will, we will organically get to right. refrigerator talk at, at some point. Okay. But I have something else for you right now, and this is, I, I don't mean to steal your gimmick, because uh, you know, your match game gimmick that, that you do sometimes. With, with all this, I'm not going to do noises and sound effects and all that sort of stuff, because I, I, don't, have, I don't have those sort of production values like you do, where, where you're playing the match yeah. game song on, on your phone. Um, right. And I also don't want to steal from Joe Gagne and the Voice of Wrestling Podcast Network's five-star match game, quiz show, wrestling quiz show. Make sure you subscribe and listen to that on the Voice sure. of Wrestling uh, Podcast Network. Uh, but uh, this appeared this week, and Joe, I think it's a, a a good game for us to play right now. I don't know if you saw this, but the uh, the website, GiveMeSport.com. Mm. Uh, this is a, a quiz uh, by your close personal friend, Louis Dangor. It's called WWE Ultimate 2022 Quiz. Are you ready for this? Remember when Dangor, remember when I got mad at him on Twitter and told him off and then he came into the dms to offer an olive branch and i told him to like go stick it and he hasn't tried to talk to us since <laughs> i do yeah uh that's why rich, <laughs> that's why rich is very pleased that i'm no longer <laughs> accessing the uh the the, the uh the dms um oh wait sorry so, i was gonna i was gonna give you some match game music but of course the ad plays <laughs> Get that YouTube oh, premium, man. Come on. $10 a month. I'm not paying for that for shit. Itself. Pays I, for itself. You'll see. It pays for itself. Oh, does it? It does doesn't. It, it doesn't pay for itself. You pay for it. But it, it, it's, yeah. it's good. That's I definitely like it. not something that pays for itself. That's not the definition of pays for itself. Um, all right. Here. I'm happy to play it in my in the background of the video. If you'd like, or, or. But people like it this way. Okay. I can't even hear it. Is it going? 
Yeah, you can't hear that? Not really. It's coming in very muffled and very weird, but it could be your new headset. Maybe this new microphone's not good for it. You know what? You don't respect it. I'm not going to play it. I couldn't hear it. It wasn't a respect thing. I just couldn't. I, I don't know. I, maybe I'm alone and everybody else was hearing it loud and clear, but uh, I was not hearing it. Anyway. You said that last time that you couldn't hear it, and it's like I'm not doing anything different. <laughs> I don't know. This, I was holding the phone up to the, to the mic like I always <laughs> try, do. Do you want to try again? I want you to try again. Okay. I want you to try again. I will I, I will lay out for a minute, let you try to get it going. The volume is cranked. Are you ready for the, the game show music? Of course. It sounds terrible. That's all I'm going to tell you. It sounds horrible. I don't know what to tell you. How can you not hear it? It sounds terrible. I, listen, the note of Sharon is going to tell you. They can't hear it either. It's it's awful. Do you want me to try to play it on my? You want me to try to play it on my YouTube Premium here? I no. Now okay. look. Now I just feel embarrassed. So <laughs> let's just do the Dangor quiz and the bits yeah. already ruined. So right. You've thoroughly humiliated me, so <laughs> I'm ready. Hear it. I wanted to hear it. I'm ready to score poorly on this quiz. Is what, is what I'm ready to do. Uh, are you Are you looking at the uh, the buzzer? Ten minutes of the uh, match game main theme. Is that the video you watch? Uh, yeah, that's okay. that's my yeah match game theme. Ten, like that, right? Yeah. That's Can you one. hear that? Sounds terrible. <laughs> Does it actually sound terrible, or are you just saying that because yeah. you're upset? No, it's like all choppy. Yeah. Yeah. Here. Okay. Fuck this shit. All right. All right. Let's do this. Let us do the... Uh, oh, you know what? I had a oh, noise yeah. cancel. I wonder if it was doing that. Fuck uh, this. What are you, superhuman? <laughs> Fuck this shit. <laughs> Fuck this shit. <laughs> jump, jump through an old microwave or something next? Is that what you're going to do? You got some You got some mousetrap set up somewhere? With... <laughs> I do have mousetrap set up. We've had some... Oh, the jiggalos and jiggalettes. <laughs> Is he fully canceled at this point, or I, what, what's the what's the status of Superhuman? I don't see him Come these on. days. He's like Sabu. What, you what's you the can't point? cancel the Superhuman. It's like, yeah, <laughs> it's like Sabu and Joe Lanza. Like, what's the yeah, point? You can't cancel what's already been canceled. Yeah, it, it's yeah. Anyway, all right. How much have I you? Think, I think Kanye. I think Kanye West is redefining that. Uh, yeah, Kanye is taking it to a whole new level uh, this this yeah. week, including today, where Alex Jones was like, "Hey, you're not really a Nazi, right?" He's like, "No, I'm a Nazi. I love Nazis." Like, okay. <laughs> We're not here. Like, when you have when Alex, you have Alex Jones being like, let's let's take things back a little bit. People, you're not actually a Nazi, right? He's like, no, I am. Like, okay. Yeah. When you have Alex Jones tugging his collar. Yeah. Uh, you know, a guy who's paying nine billion dollars to Sandy Hook families because he's such a fucking idiot. And now when you when you go on Tim Pool's podcast <laughs> and walk off, and even Tim Pool is like, oh man, this guy's crazy. Like this is the level of cancel yeah. this man is now. Yeah, he, he is and taking he, it to a whole new level. So uh, he's double and triple and down. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, right. Anyway. Uh, anyway. Okay. How much have you been paying attention to what's been happening in WWE this year? WWE has had one of the craziest years in recent menu, memory with several massive news stories and storylines dominating our screens since the turn of the year. Stories involving Roman Reigns, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Brock Lesnar, Vince McMahon, Triple H, and more have dominated the wrestling world over the last 12 months. Something about the story, what the story with Vince McMahon is just, you know, story. Oh, he was just in a story. What are the questions? What is he doing? Just ask me the question. <laughs> what is Dan Gore doing? Ultimate WWE 2022 quiz. 
is. But how much do you think you remember about everything that's happened in WWE in 2022? Below is a 15-question ultimate quiz for WWE in 2022, testing your knowledge for the year of professional wrestling. So now there is a scoring system uh, in here as well. Zero to three correct is, did you ever watch WWE this year? Uh, hopefully you get between there. Uh, four to seven is... Unfortunately, unfortunately I did. <laughs> right, so you I'm might do better, yeah. Uh, yeah. Four to seven is casual WWE fan. Eight to 11 is decent WWE knowledge. 12 to 14 is you know your stuff. And number 15, which I'm assuming you will be, all 15 right, hardcore WWE fan. So best right, I'm gonna of tell luck, you right now, Joe. I'm going to tell you right now, there's no chance I'm getting all these right. I've watched, I guarantee you, I've seen every show and match that's going to be questioned. But I don't retain a thing from WWE because I don't give a fuck about WWE. I, 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 we talk about it on the show and then it's wiped from my brain. I, I'm thinking right now, I have no idea who won the Royal Rumble. Not a fucking clue. <laughs> Just to you, give you, to... you know who won the Royal Rumble without I thinking too hard about I it. I don't have a fucking clue. Which is I so think... bad because we do like a show. We, part of our show is like we make fun of people for not knowing enough about wrestling. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like I'm with you that like I finished what like I finished watching war games and we're going to talk about it here. Yeah. And then I'm going to go to bed tomorrow and then hopefully I will never, ever, ever think about a minute of what I saw over this last week with war games like that. I Rich, do it for the show. War- and then I and my yeah. brain, thankfully, is 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 wired well enough to know, OK, we don't need this. Go. And it just goes. And I don't remember any of it. Who we're won the Royal Rumble this year? I have no fucking idea. We're gonna we're gonna review war games and have lots of takes. Yes. And then in two months, if we tried to do it with no notes, we wouldn't remember a fucking a thing. Thing, a thing from that show. That's how that's how it goes with this company. I, I legit, without thinking too hard about it, cannot remember who won either Royal Rumble. <laughs> the match. best part about this is when we say stuff like this, the note of chat room is always filled with like this person. Crickets. There's not a single. We have Paul who says, "Holy shit, I don't know who won the Royal Rumble either." Like, yeah, nobody has nobody has jumped on and said, "Guys, da 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 da." You know, we get something wrong about all Japan, and you got Gerard there being like, "No, no, no, it was yeah. Black Mental Ray or whatever." You know, yeah, in yeah, yeah. Seconds. Every the note of chat room constantly. We get something wrong, and, and 14 seconds later, there's 27 messages from oh. people telling, "No, no, 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 not a soul still here." Yeah, where where are you, the swink? Where are you tonight? <laughs> Right? A little tougher no when it's the Royal Rumble. We have I can't remember. Right. Um, all right. Yeah. Well, maybe this will come up and we'll we'll, we'll organically get to this. Yeah, maybe uh, we'll uh, of who this was. So, what pay per view did Cody Rhodes debut at? Now it's it's multiple choice here. Thank God you don't I, have to. I don't need. I, you know what? I don't need your multiple choice. This is like. Do you ever see that guy who was on who wants to be a millionaire? Oh, where he called the uh, he called the the help a friend or the call a friend or whatever, and was like, I want a million dollars. Yeah, he didn't use any lifelines. And then he got to the million dollar question and called his who, mom or something like that. Yeah. Who was it? Was, was it? It was Regis, right? The host. Yes. At that yes time. Of course. And he's like, Regis, I'd like to, to, to phone a friend. And he phone called his friend, dad. And he, yeah. He's like, dad, I don't need your help. I'm just going to tell you I'm about to win a million dollars. And he swagger walked into that question and won the million dollars. Rich, I don't need your fucking multiple choice. Cody debuted at WrestleMania. At WrestleMania, you are uh, I don't know. It doesn't say if you're correct or not. I guess we have to wait till the end. All right. Put uh, it on the board. Put it on the board. <laughs> yes. 
All that's right. that's a reference for you. Yes, I and I said yes. I did the Hawk Harrelson yeah. yes oh, yeah, afterwards. I got you. I got you. Nicely done. Okay. So apparently you have to wait till the end to find out if you were right about any of these. So a bit all of a right. cliffhanger on that. But uh, well, all right. certainly, certainly you don't know whether I'm right or not. So <laughs> I think you're right. Have to wait. But, yeah. uh, which of these names did not main event WrestleMania this year? So you will need the multiple choice, unfortunately, for this one. Okay. Right. Stone Cold Steve Austin, Brock Lesnar. Bianca Belair or Roman Reigns? Which Ooh. of these names did not main event WrestleMania this year? Well, Kevin right. Owens and Stone Cold main evented night one or one of the nights. And I believe Roman and Brock main evented one of the nights because Roman, who allegedly is having this amazing run was outdrawn by the opposite nights yes. of WrestleMania yes, this year. Uh, you know, huge game changing needle mover, needle mover. The, the needle mover. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say Bianca Belair, Bianca Belair. Okay. We'll put that in final answer. In. Final answer. Yeah. All right. We'll find out later. Hey, can I, can I, can we use who wants to be millionaire rules? Can I phone a friend? Cause it would definitely be the swing. Sure. And he's That's in the, he's I in mean. the note of chat room now. So sure. Yes. Okay. If, if you're stumped on a question, All I think, right. uh, what were the other ones? Uh, there's, there's phone a friend. There was another thing too, but we're just phone a friend. friend. Then you could pull the fucking studio. Audience. Oh, that was the worst. Like those dopes know anything. If that guy sitting was... in the chair doesn't know the dopes in the audience don't know either. So yeah, it's hard to trust them. Then there was the 50, 50 where they'd eliminate two answers. And was that all of them or was there a fourth one? It might have been it. Yeah. I can't remember. Who cares? A lot of WrestleMania questions here. Number three, where was WrestleMania held this year? Was it New York, Los Angeles, uh, yeah, New yeah. Orleans, or Texas? Yeah. It, t- t- Texas is it the Texas. <laughs> New York. No city? I guess not. Just the state of Texas. <laughs> Yeah, it was in Dallas. It was so in Dallas, was... which is in Texas. So I guess Texas is the, yeah. The rest of these, Los yeah. Angeles is a city. New York is a city. Right. New Orleans is a city. And then Texas. <laughs> so you, you go in New Orleans or New Orleans? Ooh, I, I do New Orleans. Or, I'm, not, I'm not, I'm uh, not, yeah, I'm not uh, cool so enough there's to do New Orleans. Orleans. I, I, I'm not there's... cool enough for that. Well, that's not the cool one. There's, there's New Orleans. There's New or Orleans. I, I'm way not cool yes. enough for Nolans. That's no way. You're not a Nolans guy. No, you can't no. be a Nolans guy. I, look, right? you've you've met me. Can I be a you're, Nolans guy? No. You're not a Nolans guy. No. Um. All right. So I, the answer it, it's Texas. The <laughs> it's <answer>. Texas. <laughs> Do you think Dangor didn't put a city because he? He was afraid like Dallas and Arlington are two different cities and wanted to. Oh, or, you're right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. I don't think he thought about I it that hard. I think, that. I think you're thinking about it harder than he did. Yeah. You know, it'd be like if I was trying to name cities and wherever the fuck he's from, you know, and it'd be like, he's English, right? Yeah. So you'd be like London uh, or uh, London, or Scotland. Or <laughs> right? yeah. Blackpool United on Kingdom. Time. You would just say United Kingdom as you always do. Yeah. <laughs> just to say, you know what? Alaman. Yeah. Uh, who yeah. has Logan Paul not shared a ring with in 2022? The answer or the, the answer, one of the four answers is Roman Reigns. Sami Zayn, Rey Mysterio, or The Miz? No, no, he he wrestled The Miz. He wrestled Roman Reigns. Um, I believe he was in, I want to say he was in a tag match with Mysterio. This one's tough. This one's a little tough. I I, I also had a little bit of a... This is where you'd ask for a lifeline and use the 50-50, but it would give you Sami Zayn and Rey Mysterio and it wouldn't help. 
because those are the two you're trying to narrow down. Um, right. I'm going to say Sami Zayn. Okay. We're going to lock that in, find out where we are yeah, lock, in a little lock, bit here. Lock in Sami Zayn. Uh, number five, uh, which of these names appeared in the 2022 Royal Rumble match? Was it Bad Bunny? Was it The Undertaker? Was it Kurt Angle or was it Vince McMahon? I love cheeky Vince McMahon answers in a year where he had to resign due to numerous sexual allegations and hush funds and stuff. Yeah, let's throw him in a cheeky little answer here. Yeah, yeah, good fun. What terrible, like, like it's Bad Bunny, but like those other options are awful. That's yeah. not throwing anyone off the scent. Nobody, yeah, everybody knows it's Bad Bunny. Undertaker? What? What? <laughs> All right, you ready for another cheeky uh, Vince McMahon one? Here we have, uh, okay, which of these names didn't win 100% of their matches in 2022, okay? So which of these names did not win 100% of their matches in 2022? All of their matches would be a good way to do it, too. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Vince McMahon, Pat McAfee, or Johnny Knoxville? Uh, Pat McAfee, because he lost to McMahon. Yeah. Yeah, all those other men were uh, were 1-0. So, Pat McAfee, lock it <laughs> in. McAfee, all right. This one's going to yeah. be tough for you. Uh, which of these names didn't win the WWE Championship in 2022? Okay, the, the heralded WWE Championship. Ready? Yeah. Brock yes. Lesnar, Bobby Lashley, Seth freaking Rollins, and Roman Reigns. Uh, Seth Rollins. Oh, Seth freaking Rollins. Seth freaking, thank you, please. Seth freaking Rollins, please. yeah. Um, all right. Which of these men did not win the Intercontinental Championship in 2022? I see title. Kevin Owens, Gunther, Sami Zayn, or Rick O'Shea? Mm. Well, obviously Gunther. Uh, I think he currently holds it, right? Yeah. Um, Now, if you were to ask me who the Intercontinental Champion was in, say, February... Um, good fucking luck. Um, I'm 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 liable to say Tito Santana as much as anybody. Um, wait, Kevin Owens, Kevin Rick Owens, O'Shea. Rick O'Shea, and Sami Zayn, the honorary uh, USO, honorary US. Did Sami Zayn and and Owens feud over that belt early this year? <laughs> sure, yes. Which may have felt like <laughs> 20 years ago. I'm I'm gonna say. I'm going to say Ricochet. Okay. I'm not confident in this one. Do I spoil it for you now? Can you? I'm you gonna don't cl- I'm going to click Ricochet because that's what you answered. Uh, yeah. Yes, because we laughed about him. He um, he made a tweet that said, I just want a chance. I just want to make it to TV to prove what I could do. Yeah. And he did that yeah. while he was Intercontinental Champion. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Right. <laughs> the dorkiest yeah. way possible. Because I remember people yeah. were like, oh, man, that sucks about Ricochet. They're like, wait a minute. He's the IC champion. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> he had this like very depressing tweet. Like, I just I just want a chance to prove what I can do. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're like, yeah, that sucks. He's a talented. Wait a minute. He's the IC champion. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and he hadn't been on well, TV in months. Know. So it's like, oh, well, he's kind of right. All right. Nine. Well, like, well uh, you know what? When he resigns again, just, you know, yeah. right, fuck right, off. Right. You know, fuck off. Uh, who know. made a shock appearance in the Women's Royal Rumble match in 2022? Who made a shock oh. appearance? Okay. Well, that could be. I mean, maybe I'm shocked by all of these people. <laughs> right, that, exactly. Mickey James that, could have shocked you. And that's one of the answers here. This, so this is a very tough. Uh, because this I, is subjective. This, I, you know, I, this I, is a strange question, I will admit. Uh, yes. Beth Phoenix. Yeah. Mickey James. Yeah. Layla. 
and Karma. The former Awesome well, Kong, Karma. Well, it wasn't Karma. Um, I have to get into the brain of Dangor now, to answer now this you, one. Now, here's where, again, I have to yeah. ask. We're, we're Be- I thought Beth Phoenix was in the Royal Rumble, wasn't she? I See, that's the thing. <laughs> Layla was in there, too, right? Or am I making up the Layla thing? Totally possible. I may, be, I may be making up the Layla thing. Maybe that didn't but happen. Because Mickey James was actually in the match, and I know that for sure, and because I think via Dangor brain, he would think that that was shocking and exciting. And he was probably one of the goofs who thought it was going to open up a long-term relationship. <laughs> Moose between versus Ray. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Mickey James. Mickey James made a shock yeah. appearance at the 2022. At minimum, I know she was in the match. Yes, and I'm, yeah. I don't know about the other. Uh, which of these pay-per-view events did Cody Rhodes not face Seth Rollins at? WrestleMania, I, WrestleMania backlash, money in the bank, or hell in a cell? It was money in the bank because Cody um, did all of the promo commercial work for money in the bank. And then he ended up not even working the show. For some reason, my brain remembers that. Like, remember, money in the bank was supposed to be in uh, the Raiders stadium in Vegas. And he shot that commercial for it. But then they moved it to the smaller building. Actually, Mm -hmm. was that the match with the torn peck? Mm, yeah, I already clicked it, but I will tell you, no, that was hell in a cell. I, I do remember it because that was in Chicago. Say, so I remember. Yeah, that. money in the bank. Final answer. Uh, all right. Who has beaten Roman Reigns in a match in 2022? Mm. Is it Brock Lesnar? Is it Seth Rollins? <clears throat> Seth freaking Rollins, Logan yeah. Paul or Bobby Lashley? Okay, it wasn't Logan Paul. I don't think it was Bobby Lashley. Roman beat Brock at WrestleMania. Um, did they do a quickie change there? I, I could, it's crazy. They're like the world title in WWE. And I don't fucking know this year, whether Roman lost it to somebody and won it back. That's how little I care. Um, it's Brock. And who's the other option? Oh, uh, Seth, Brock, freaking uh, Seth freaking Rollins, Logan Paul and Bobby Lashley. I'm going to go with Brock, Brock Lesnar. Okay. Lock that in there. Only a few more here to go. 12. <laughs> Another cheeky uh, Vince McMahon. Uh, what month did Vince McMahon officially retire from WWE, Joe? He decided to, you know what, guys? It's been great. I've loved my job here as you know president of this company, but uh, it's time for me to officially retire. So what month did uh, Vince McMahon officially retire from WWE? Give me the options. I've got it narrowed down to, to July and August. Uh, May, options. June, July, August. Motherfucker. Um. SummerSlam was was Paul Levesque's first pay per view, and that was in August this year. So, oh, was it in July? It's normally at the tail end of August. Yeah, you're right. Let me work this out in my brain here. Right, so it's... Vince, Vince was. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say he resigned. Retired, Joe. Retired. <laughs> There's a picture of him smiling with the microphone Wait, did, here. Did Dangor write retired? Retired. Yeah, officially retired. That's why I was joking about it because there's a picture of him smiling and it says, What month did Vince McMahon officially retire? Like, if you uh, woke up from a coma, you would think that Vince McMahon came out on Raw and just said, oh, It's been a pleasure to, uh, to serve. And he kind of did, which is also bizarre, too. He kind of did that. But uh, it's been a pleasure to serve you as, as the head of world wrestling entertainment. And I must retire. Bye. You know, like, 
you know, as everybody went, thank you, Vince, thank you, Vince. And that kind of happened again. That's kind of what happened. But uh, yeah, the the way if you woke up from a coma, you would just think that this guy just decided it was time to step aside. I've I've had my my fill of of running this company. But uh, yeah, I think that I think the tweet read at 77. It's time to retire. <laughs> time, to, time to go. Uh, yeah, you would think that he's on a beach somewhere <laughs> sipping pina coladas and, right. and you know, and which broiled. he probably is doing. I mean, he probably at this point is, yes. He's got that, uh, he's got that cougar. She's like 50, his girlfriend, which is young for him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Running around with that blonde. Um, I'm going to say July. July. All right, lock it in. Uh, SummerSlam was uh, late July this year. It was, it was very strange. SummerSlam. Because they, they were doing the, uh, the Clash of the Castle show uh, in August, so they had to bump... Uh, the the SummerSlam to July. All right, uh, who was inducted? So a in- cougar, a cougar is like in their forties or fifties, right? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you be a? Can you date a cougar if you are older so, than the cougar? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. No, no, no. Here's where I'm going with this. So a cougar, we all can agree, is like someone in their, a woman in their forties or fifties who's still holding it together, right? Um, a porn cougar is like a woman in their thirties, like by porn standards, they're all, like the milfs are always like thirty one. <laughs> yeah, you're right? like this one is like thirty four yeah. years old. So. <laughs> yeah, so it's like and, you got to do but, your homework, and it's like this is like she is the same age as this man. Like, what is happening? Listen, porn rules are different rules just course, for everything. We know this. So, what do you call a woman who's like in her sixties or seventies but still keeping it together? Because I don't think that's a cougar. Do you call that like a dying mm. cougar? Like, what do you call that? <laughs> cougar i don't think you call it a dying cougar um i'm not sure i'm not sure there's some women of that age who keep it together well i I was always under the impression that you to be a cougar you have to 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 want to date younger men like i didn't think you could just be a cougar and just so like in this case i don't know if i would call vince mcmahon's lady a cougar because he is older than her true you see what i'm saying right am i applying the the term correctly yeah i think i i think i agree with you it's not just a but, hot older woman. It's like a, an older woman that wants to date men that are younger. Yeah. Like, how old's Dolly Parton? She got to be in her 70s, right? That's a, I, like, she's I older than that. 76, 76, 76. 76. I probably you would. You think about Dolly? All right, hey, you know what? I, I probably would, okay? <laughs> but that's not a cougar to me because I think she's too she's old. She's too old to be, to be a cougar, yeah. A cougar. She's something completely different. You know, so I was just thinking about that. Like, uh, like who else? Specifically like Joel, for Dolly like, Parton or just you were just thinking about it in general? No, I was just thinking in general. Like, yeah, 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 I got her. She's in here. She's not harassing me yet. So it's all it's OK. Yeah. No, no, no. She's still <laughs> what yeah. a conversation to jump in. <laughs> well, it's the fucking you know what? I got you. Ask her. Ask, ask, ask TLB. She already left. Damn. I should have asked her. Um. Anyway, that so I don't know cougar classification. I you know what's the limit? It's got to be fifty nine. I think when you hit sixty, sixties, you can't be a cougar anymore. Right, right. Right. I agree. Anyway, is Cougar Town still on? Remember that show, Cougar Town? Uh, no, it was it got canceled at least fifteen years ago. (laughs) Fifteen? No way. (laughs) Cougar Town? Fifteen years ago? Get out of here! I bet it's close to fifteen. Cougar Town was not fifteen years ago. There's no way. Pull that shit up. Cougar Town. Courtney Cox was in that. I remember. I don't know who yeah. else was in it. Um, <clears throat> Cougar Town uh, was on ABC from 2009 to 2012, then moved to TBS to from 2013 to 2015. All right, I you know not that old. All right. Okay. All right. I, 2015. 
do we count the TBS run? I mean, <laughs> of course you got to count the TBS run. Yeah. I don't know. I think you just count the network run, but it's still only 10 years. Yeah, so yeah. Courtney I'll take Cox, uh, busy Phillips. Oh, come on. She was like 20. There's no way. How old was she when she was doing that show? Not Cougar age. No, she's 43 now. Get out of here. This is ridiculous. Yeah, Absurd. no. Yeah, that was not. A, but I don't think she was one of the Cougars. Oh, was she not one of the Cougars? Okay. On Cougar Town. Got see? it. Got it. I know Courtney Cox was absolutely one of the Cougars. Okay. I, I apologize if. Okay. So sorry. I apologize to Busy Phillips. She was the, quote, Jules Young Attractive Employee is what it says here. See? So, yeah. Because okay. I was like, dude, you're like 33 when this show's coming out. You are not a Cougar. But all right. Anyway, back to this. Uh, who was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame this year, Joe? Was it The Undertaker? Was it Hulk Hogan? Was it. The Rock, or was it Batista? Um, it wasn't Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Certainly not Hulk Hogan. No, no. Vince McMahon and Dutch um, Hulk Hogan. The WWE all. <laughs> it wasn't uh, left an indelible mark. <laughs> the WWE universe. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the other one? Undertaker. Nobody would say to uh, the Undertaker, uh, The Rock, or Batista. Nah, as the Undertaker. Well, okay. the Rock. He's not in yet either. They're saving him. I don't know for what. All right, number fourteen. Uh, <laughs> what did Drew McIntyre do at SummerSlam? What? <laughs> what Come- did Jeff- What did WWE have Drew McIntyre do at SummerSlam? A very- Rich, I'm gonna need the multiple quotes. Okay. Did he yeah. a cut a promo? Did he b not feature on the show? Did he C face Roman Reigns or did he D face Jinder Mahal? He didn't face Jinder Mahal. Um, he didn't he faced Roman at seizing the castle or whatever the fuck that was called. He was either left off the show or cut a promo. This was uh the SummerSlam. The Rich. SummerSlam, yep. Um I'm gonna say cut a promo. All right, I can't uh, help you on that one. I have no idea what he did at SummerSlam. All right, uh, and then finally, number 15 out of 15, who left WWE this year? Was it Adam Cole? Was it Keith Lee? Was it Cesaro? Or was it Daniel Bryan? Uh, I was going to say hundreds of thousands of viewers. Um, <laughs> hey, hey. Folks. Daniel Bryan, Adam Cole. Uh, who are the other ones? <laughs> Daniel Bryan. Uh, Adam, Adam Cole, Cole, Cesaro, and Keith Lee. This year, well, this it year. wasn't Daniel. It wasn't Daniel Bryan or Adam Cole. They were September of 2021. So it was either uh, Bearcat Lee or um, or Claudio Cesaro. Yeah. I don't know. He Cesaro was out there for a while. You know, I don't know if he was cut. Or his contract expired. He wasn't cut. If you want to get technical. Um, hmm. Keith Lee or Cesaro. I will say um, Keith Lee left this year. All right. What? Keith Lee there. All right. You ready for your results? I am. I, you know, I'm, I'm nervous, but hopeful. Nervous, but hopeful. My, okay. So, yeah. The uh, scale again. Let me just make sure I have it right. Uh, again, okay. Well, give me the scale now, so I don't care. All right, I don't know. It, it, whatever the fucking scale was. 
Joe, you scored 12 out of 15. 80% mm. correct. So not bad. Doesn't tell yeah, me. I'll I, review your answers. Let's see here. Um, all right. The ones you didn't. <laughs> the ones you got right. What pay-per-view did Cody Rhodes debut at? WrestleMania. So ding, ding, ding. You were correct. Uh, tell, uh, tell us what we got wrong. Tell okay, us what we got yeah, wrong. Yeah, because this is going to take a while. Um, yeah. Which of these names did not win the Intercontinental Champion 2022? You answered Ricochet. As I told you, he made the yeah, very pathetic yeah. tweet. Uh, Kevin Owens was never Intercontinental Champion in 2022. Mm. Uh, who actually... Uh, beat Roman Reigns in a match in 2022. You answered Brock Lesnar. That was incorrect. Seth freaking Rollins beat him, I guess. Oh, okay. I don't sure remember that, but sure. Uh, and who has left over to be this year? Keith Lee, incorrect. The correct answer is Cesaro. Oh, all right. Well, I could have went either way. Yeah, yeah. I don't, was, when did Keith Lee leave? I thought he was this year, but maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Oh, but he had I a lot of like so. health issues and stuff. So yeah, maybe he was out. That's true. Maybe yeah. he was out for a while before that. So, okay. Yeah. Well, uh, there you go. So you are a, a I, I, man, what, I forget what the, uh, I don't remember the criteria of what the quiz was. I or, believe uh, if uh, I remember, if you get 80%, it means you're a fucking loser. That's what that means. <laughs> so there you are. So congratulations. You watch way too much WWE and you are, <laughs> congratulations. You're a fucking loser. That's that. So there, there you go. That's my prize. Yeah, Put that one around my neck. There yeah. you go. All right. So that, that was uh, the, the WWE ultimate WWE 2022 quiz thing or whatever. So, uh, congratulations, I guess. So you you remember more than you thought about uh, World Wrestling Entertainment uh, in the year twenty. I did. You know, Dan Gore didn't dig too deep. Those are those not deep questions. cuts. That's deep. pretty easy. Yeah, it's pretty. It's not hard yeah. to do. So, but anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. I thought we'd have some fun with that, and uh, we, well, we did. So, okay. Um, now, I guess I don't know where do you want to go with topics here because we uh, should we just go right into Survivor if we're already miserable talking about WWE? Should we just do it? Well, let's see. We've got the Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. We've got the um, the the Super Junior Tag League of New Japan. We have the World Tag League of New Japan. We have the Real World Tag League of All Japan Pro Wrestling. We have the Junior Battle of Glory of All Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, I think we should go survivor series a show rich that had a moment that made two different ringer hosts cry (laughs) no that's right that's the tease all right i think i know what that moment is you want to try to guess because we had to bury the ringer shotzi lost after dedicating the match to her dead father no oh that did happen though it did it was Sami Zayn hugging oh, Jay Uso course, yeah, yeah. brought two different <laughs> ringer hosts tears. to tears. Do you, do you believe that they were actually driven to tears? Kaz of the Masked Man show claims it brought him to tears. And Stat Guy Greg of the uh, Dopey Pete show claims that it brought a tear to his eye. Ric Flair style. With a tear in my eye. I'm sure he never saw that promo. Though. Probably not. Um, <laughs> or he, he's but, seen it in like in, in clip form. You know what I mean? Like WWE. When they do the like. The, they don't even show that though. Do they? When they do their like the Royal Rumble. They do like the Royal Rumble math thing or whatever. You know, it's like. Doo, I, doo, 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 doo. It's like 27 men have, have uh, <laughs> entered the Royal Rumble at number 12. You know. So. But no. They, he probably, they probably don't play that even in there. So. Well, so. I don't know if they really did cry, 
if it really did tear up their yeah, eyes. I guess interesting question. Heart what's health? what's what's dorkier? Actually legitimately earnestly crying when Sami Zayn hugged an Uso and became Us or lying about crying about Sami Zayn hugging an Uso and it yeah, like what well, what's worse? I, I I see, I think with the Kaz guy, I don't think he really cried. I think he was because the way he said it, he was like, Man, that brought a tear to my eye and he like yeah, laughed right, like right. Okay. put okay. over the moment. Now the stack guy, Greg, he may have actually had tears in his eyes, the way he said it. So I don't know. The jury's out. Okay. Maybe you can send an email to their mailbag and ask them if they uh, legitimately cry. Yeah, and what's dorkier, lying about crying or actually crying about? Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, d- did you have a tear in your eye when Sami Zayn <laughs> hugged Jay Uso? I, I did because I had just wasted three and a half hours of my fucking life that I'm never getting back. Uh, and and right. I contemplated death, and you know, my yeah. dog, like I, my like one, there was four less hours that I'll be able to spend with my dogs, you know, before they pass away. You know what I mean? Four four less hours that I'll be able to read a book or or do, you know what I mean? Like there's that's where the tear came in my eye. It's just like, why do I do this to myself? Why do I do this? Uh, let me ask you a question: Do you think we're being a little mean? Has pro wrestling ever brought you to tears? brought me to tears um i don't know if it's ever brought me to tears no i I don't think so i don't i'm thinking i'm not much of a crier though i I, i'm not saying that there's anything wrong with crying but i'm just i'm just not much of a wrestling doesn't hit me on that level i have a different like like with Sami Zayn, like when he won the NXT title, that was like one of my favorite moments of watching wrestling. And I remember that Chick Them Ropes did like a live show afterwards, and uh, I, I called them, and I was just screaming about how awesome I thought it was and how perfect it all was. But it didn't bring a tear to my eye. It was just kind of like you know, I get like pumped up. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't, I don't get sad or like not not sad's not the right word, but it doesn't like you know, I don't get like proud. You know, like crying for a good reason. I, I don't get that. I, I just like I just get real fucking pumped up. You know what I mean? I'm just Listen, like hell yeah, baby, let's go. I, Stone cold rich creature over here. Yeah. No tears. No more tears. What are you, Ozzy Osbourne? You <laughs> the man doesn't cry. Okay. You're no Jim Valvano. You know, the famous quote. If you laugh, you think, and you cry, that's a full day. That's a hell of a day. There it is. Good for him. It's a great speech. You know, they, they replay that every year around this time of year. The Valvano speech. You know, he died like two months later or whatever. Uh, they they played it last night actually. I I make it a point when they replay that speech to sit there and watch it. That's a, a yeah. A they, and they replay the whole speech right every year. The whole speech. Yeah. And the, the thing about that now that one speech, that I will say I, I'm not much of a crier, but I, I have seen that in full, and and that does that does that can, your heart. that'll well because that's up, a guy you know? looking at death. Like he knows he's dying very very soon. Like he knows any day yeah. now he is going to die, and he's just laying it all out there, saying, "Hey, here's." Here's here it is. You know what? I got nothing to lose at this point. I'm gonna die, but here you go. He was bedridden leading up to that. He he people don't it's like because he went through chemo but didn't lose his hair. He's one of those rare people who did the chemo but his hair didn't fall out. So he didn't have the look of a person who was, you know, on the way out. And um he he, you know, they say the pain that he was in was unbearable. And you remember Dick Vital and Coach K helping him off the stage. He couldn't even get off the stage on his own, but he stood. The best part of that speech is he's like, is that moment where he's like, oh, look at this. 
I got this guy telling me 15 seconds, wrap up. I got tumors all over my body. Phenomenal, <laughs> yeah, buddy. I'm not wrapping up. I'm, I'm going to yeah. die. What are you going to do? Fire me? Yeah, like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Like, he talked like eight more minutes. Yeah, like, what are you going to yeah, do? Like, what are you going to do to the guy that's about to die? Like, yeah. hey, like, guy phenomenal. that's going to die in a couple okay. weeks, get off the stage. We got to go. <laughs> like, no, yeah. fuck off. Fantastic part of the speech. Yeah. Um, but we got Stone Cold Rich Krejci over here. He don't cry. I can't think of a wrestling moment. The closest I came to crying uh, pro wrestling was maybe talking about that Tomohiro Ishii Tetsuya. No, you cried. No, no, no. You cried during that, man. It's close. I don't know if actual tears flowed, but um, talking about that match made me emotional. You know, but so are we being too harsh on the ringer crew? Maybe. maybe. For for this? For for the bloodline? See, now that's the thing. I don't think... That, that that this is worthy of tears. It's a silly story. I like it's goofy. Like Sami Zayn's a comedy character. Like what? Right. Well, like, so that, like the time that I said that, like when when Sami Zayn won the NXT title, it was I'd been watching every single week of NXT to that point. I'd been watching El Generico for you know five years before that, so I'd known that I'd seen his entire rise. And the whole build of that was like I'm sick of being you know everybody laughing at me and thinking I'm a fucking joke or whatever. Like you don't get to end my me, I get to end you. You know he beats Adrian Neville or whatever, and he just fucking he hits the Haluva kick. Like he's about to use the title to try to hit the guy, but then he says, "Nah, I'm not going to win it that way." And he tosses the title down, hits the Haluva kick, gets the one two three. And it's like a, yeah, that was a really because that was a guy saying you know what, and even does that thing like he he like takes his hand over his face and is just like no i gotta do it right now this is it this is it i'm gonna do it and he does you know what i mean like and it's just yeah that that's because that was a guy like shedding all that had kind of weighed him down for all the years and yeah and all that sort of stuff like that is yeah that's something that can get you some people have some decent ones in, in the chat room like the um uh the cody dustin after their bloodbath at, at double or nothing or whatever you know them <laughs> hugging or whatever that they, okay i get that that's fine that, that, I, I, I love this is my favorite one. I cried when Earthquake sat on his chest. <laughs> I was four. <laughs> right. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I cried when Earthquake sat on Hulk's chest. <laughs> Not even when he killed the snake. When no, he, he sat on Hulk's chest. That guy that guy um, wrote a letter. That guy wrote a postcard to Hulk Hogan and got on WWE's mailing list for sure, right? Okay, now this guy, I cried when I read Masawa died. I don't count that. That's doesn't. Yeah, that's not. That's not a that's wrestling not a, thing. That's not a wrestling moment. Like right. a guy died. I. That's you know. That's not I, that one. I don't count. I'm not discounting your emotion, sir. Like I'm. Not, you know, your your emotion here is valid. I just don't consider that. You know, cry. That's not a wrestling moment. That something worked is the idea. Like, right, the, right, right. He he is shoot dead. So you can't. That's not a worked moment. Right, you're allowed to get emotional that a guy that you enjoyed watching is now dead. Right. And he died tragically, too. Not like, right. Horrible. like you yeah. knew that Masao was going to die. And then it's like, oh, man, well, he died very tragically and very awfully. So, yeah, that that definitely. Um, we got Naito hitting the Stardust Press on Okada. We've got um, I'm just going through some of these. Daniel Bryan retirement. And that that's a fair one. But again, I don't know that that one I kind of put yeah. in a different. You know what? I'm going to count that one. OK. In the ring, cutting a promo. I, I may have gotten a little help. much. I may have gotten a little much at that. That that was pretty it's tough. Borderline, borderline. Aubrey, How about this Aubrey one? holding back tears in the front row. That that was yeah, that was tough. How about Punk showing up at first dance? Nah, I didn't cry. I was too busy jumping up and down and going hell yeah. A lot of people cried. A lot yeah. of people cried. Um, Viano four unmasking. You know unmaskings. 
those are good ones. Those, I, yeah, I, the, the unmaskings, I will say, even though I don't have like as much of a connection to those guys as, as some people do, that one is tough because it's super emotional because the whole family gets in there. The guy takes his mask off and then they announce him as his real name and he's actually this year old and like that guy's whole life is changing in that moment. So that that I get that that is pretty. That that one's fair. I I, I could see. I I wouldn't make fun of you if you cried about. I I got one that I that I think I that got me too. The Brody Lee tribute. Oh shit! Yeah, that one did. Yeah. Do you know when I? You know the 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 first the first time on that what I lost it when Colt Cabana came out because he lost it. Like, yes. Yes. Yeah. Other people. I don't cry normally just because I'm crying. When I see other people cry, that's when I cry. Yeah, you know what I mean. Colt like came it, it's, out and Colt couldn't hold it, and then I lost it too. Like that's yeah, it's uh, um, yeah, crying's like that sometimes where it's almost like puke. Like you see someone else puke and then you puke. Like you're close, like, but you're like I'm fine, and then someone else is bawling, somebody that you know is bawling, and you're just like I'm done. Yeah, like, oh, <laughs> yeah, that's too much. Yeah, like you feel bad for that person because they feel bad, and then you it, then it and then Stone Cold Rich Krejci realizes that he too has this internalized sadness, and then it comes out. Right, that's how that works. <laughs> Yeah, I just diagnose you a little bit. Um, Sasha Bailey in Brooklyn. Uh, so there's a bunch of these that people are bringing up. Um, first time hearing the hard times promo. Hmm. I can kind of see where that person's coming from, but I could, but yeah. Um, anyway, so thumbs up, thumbs down. We're we being too hard on the ringer guys. Uh, maybe or, we're being, I, yeah. I don't think that's a cryable moment. No, really it's don't. not like that stupid it, hug. I, I, it, it was all comedy. Like it was all like, here's like a, a comedy figure. Not, well, like he's a comedy. Like I understand it was a serious moment for Sammy who has been a goofy character. I get that. But this storyline's too cartoonish. For right, me to, right, like, right, right. Like I heard some, a few people in the chat room said like Sasha and Bailey at Brooklyn. And that I get like, they just went out there and had like seminal moment, a seminal moment. One of the best women's matches that you'll ever see in, 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 in North America, probably the best one to that to date. And they're in the main event and the crowd's going nuts and they've both come up with, you know, each other in, in, so yeah, they, they, they stand in the ring afterwards and hug each other. Yeah. They're allowed. To, I mean, that, that is a, that's a cryable moment for sure. Yeah. Um, but this is like the, this storyline to me, and I guess this is a good transition into just talking about the show. It's too cartoonish of a storyline for me to take it seriously on that kind of level right. where it's going to be an emotional storyline because the entire storyline, th- these people are like cartoon characters. Like Roman Reigns is doing like baby's first mob boss. You know what I mean? And like Paul Heyman is just this cartoonish <laughs> unrealistic he, Heyman is making me hate like everything of Heyman because I hate yeah. this I hate this current character so much so that now when I watch yeah. ECW and I'm like ah is ECW actually good maybe it actually sucks you know what I mean like and I, right. it doesn't yeah. but I like because it's so bad when Roman's like Paul or what does he call him he doesn't call him Paul what's he call him no wise man wise man get Sammy for yeah. me yeah that's and, and then Paul goes yes yes tribal chief and then he yes, grabs his phone and goes Call Sammy Zane. I'm like, what are we yeah. doing? Eyes bugging out of his head like a <laughs> it's fucking so like, bad. like it's 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 cartoonish. Like yeah. it it it's not like you know it's not something that should be hitting you. Wise one, yes, tribal chief. It's like oh god, yeah, wise man. <laughs> like it's like no human really behaves like these people are behaving. You know what I mean? So it's like if if, if there was a real human 
that behave the way that Roman behaves in this role, they'd be a, they'd be in a mental hospital. Like they, a real person wouldn't behave or speak that way. <laughs> it just stands and leers so, and frowns yeah. when an, an Uso talks to him. <laughs> So, I mean, yeah, like, I understand, like, if you're into the story, but to me, it's not an emotional story that's going to, like, so my, I am saying the Ringer guys are geeks if they really cried when Sami Zayn and Jey Uso hugged. When Sami Zayn and the right-hand man hugged, (laughs) if you cried, I think think that's a, like, you, I think it's okay to mock someone for crying at that because that's not, this isn't an emotional story. It's a cartoon story, right? So, right, like Sammy had been left out, but he had been left out because he's a goofball. You know what I mean? And like his being left out was because he was annoyed. He was an annoying little shithead. It wasn't like he well, tried really, really, really hard, and they were just like, "Nah, you're not worthy." I mean, he was an annoying little shithead for a long time about it. Well, it's just over the top subtlety hammer WWE storytelling where right, it, right, right. It, it, it can't. It's hard for that to really connect, like. Okay, there's some all right, Daniel Bryan at in New Orleans, like that, you know, or maybe Kofi Kingston or some of the ones we already talked about. Okay, but this is cartoonish. Right, those are this seminal is- moments in like cuz you're also you're 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 getting emotional because of the people involved in this. Like yeah. that you are happy that Daniel Bryan and Brian Danielson the human being just, you know, main event in WrestleMania won the title. You are happy that Kofi Kingston the wrestler and Kofi Kingston the human being or whatever won. Uh you, you know, same thing with Sasha and Bailey. Like there there's some realism in that. And that's I've never seen a wrestling thing that's been wrestling characters and gotten emotional over that. I've gotten emotional when like I think about the real human beings behind those wrestling characters where this like you can't actually be happy for, you know, Sami Zayn, the human being here. Like that's listen, they go out there on Smackdown every week and basically do SNL. They do Jimmy Fallon bits where Sami Zayn makes funny faces and and Uso tries to not laugh. And it's like, oh, all right. And they corpse and everything. It's, It's a cartoon. Listen. If next week on SmackDown, Sami Zayn painted a black tunnel on the wall and Jay Uso ran into it like the Roadrunner, <laughs> it wouldn't be out of place. It like, like no. it, and then, and then, and then, right hand man was like, "I'm gonna get you! I'm gonna get you, Us!" You know, like you, it wouldn't feel out of place. You know, if he went and complained, he like trap, but tribal chief, he painted a tunnel on the wall and it looked like a real <laughs> yeah. tunnel. And I ran into it, and I fell down, and 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 I'm gonna get him, and you know, and, and that that wouldn't be out of place for this. Like that's what I'm saying. It's like cartoon shit. It's fucking Looney Tunes. You shouldn't be crying over that. Um. So anyway, um, what did you think? I guess we'll start with the main event then. Um, you know, this War Games. Why? Actually, let's start here. Yeah. <laughs> I hate the growling. Stop <laughs> growling at me. I understand it's war games. Stop yelling. <laughs> Fucking God. growl. Here's war. here's the problem. Too. It's time for war games. I'm like, oh my god. I hate my life. I hate my life. Why do I do this to myself? You know what's funny? And then what? Then the the, the last person gets in. Roman Reigns again. Ding ding ding. It's now time for war games. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. Yeah, the war games can now begin. Oh, that's right. She says the war games can now begin. (laughs) Right. Oh, thanks. And then smoke goes all everywhere. Yeah, that's. What was the previous twenty minutes that I hated? If if war games is just, it's supposed to be the war games, the match Um, beyond. They don't use the match beyond because that's uh, Tony Schiavone would tell me that's the 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 match beyond now begins. But uh, no, they don't. So the, the the problem, and it's funny because Triple H did a little presser 
after the show. Nobody asked him about Vince McMahon. By the way. <laughs> um, so he does this little presser after the show. Listen, listen to me. How is your first question not? Yeah, Paul, um, you worked for Vince McMahon for 25 years. He's also your father-in-law. Uh, first of all, did you know that he was raping women and paying them off? When did you know? And how are you ensuring that this type of behavior is never going to happen? Yeah, what, what have you done to your company to the, the pervasive sexual adva- like the, 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 this what appears to be a, a old boys club, you know, backs where, where, where multiple staff members, multiple executives within your company uh, were engaging in 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 frankly unlawful, you know, sexual relations with uh, their their fellow employees. Like, what have you done to clean up that? No, that that didn't that didn't come up. So how? how- you may not phrase it the way I did, but how is that not the very first question any reporter asks? How is that not? He's never been asked that question. And I'm sure he has an answer prepared for it. And he never has to use the he answer. Doesn't answer. No he crumples it, up in it. A, it crumples it up and throws it in a trash can as he leaves. Going off. Oh, good. Now, we all know he's going to talk around it and give court. But that's fine. You have to get him on record. You got to ask him that. Got to ask him that. What the fuck? How has nobody asked him that question in two of these press did, conferences? Did they do a standing ovation during this press conference or no? They didn't. This one wasn't as bad as that British one. Okay. But it was, chanting. you know. <laughs> Clapping and chanting. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't as bad as that one. But um, where they're like playing along with kayfabe, where they're acknowledging the tribal chief. <laughs> they put their fingers up. Um, yeah, the finger up, you know. Um, so anyway, oh, in this God. presser, he talked about how he wants to change some of the PLEs because it doesn't make sense to just. Like something like um, Hell in a Cell needs to come organically at the end of a story. All the shit that we always complain about where why are we doing a Hell in a Cell just because it's time to do Hell in a Cell? We need to build up a feud. And remember, all the WWE fans on Twitter used to yell at us and tell us we were wrong. But now Daddy Daddy Paul seems to agree with us. Yeah, Unky, Unky Paul and, says it. So Right. So, you know, uh, you know, that's another one where we were right and we could pat ourselves on the back. But anyway, it's funny that he says that. But then he just shoehorned two War Games matches onto this show. And the opposing team that faced the Bloodline was like a bunch of dudes. It was Kevin Owens and four dudes just to fill out the team. You know what I mean? Like the Brawling Brutes and Drew McIntyre, who really don't have anything to do with any of this. Because they didn't. Yeah. And then the women's match, you know, it's like... also, like, yeah, Mia Yim just comes back a couple weeks ago and they just, ah, Mia Yim's in the match. There you go. Mia Yim. Yeah, I mean, the men's match was worse from that standpoint because you had four guys in it who li- who were just there to fill yeah, spots. Butch, Butch like, has no reason to be. Why is Butch face like fighting with Jimmy Uso? Like, <laughs> there's no reason for Butch to be upset at Ridge Holland to be upset at Sola Sokoa. You know what I mean? There's no point whatsoever. No. I guess so now, Drew Drew has a little bit because he's obviously feuded with 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 Reigns and Sokoa cost him the title or, or cost him a title shot at uh, at the Clash of the Castle, or whatever. So Drew and Kevin, I, I will say, have purposes on being there that's kind of um, over though right like that's not even know. a thing anymore yeah but the, but, it, but yeah so but rich Holland like, has no real beef here so this guy's gonna do these war games matches every survivor series now and he just contradicts himself at the fucking presser and says that we need to have proper builds and do these matches organic like so that was a walking contradiction there the other problem is and someone made this point to me i don't want to claim it as my own it might have been jesse collings but um the the problem is with all with with the war games and with the elimination chamber 
and with all these things is now we have to have two on every show yeah. mm-hmm. because God forbid there isn't a woman's one, then you know the fucking world's gonna cave in on itself. So, it's so now like we have that, not just one unnecessary war games. Now we have two unnecessary. Now war we have games. to have two. Yeah. 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 Now we have to have two elimination. Chain. It's just it's always so much overkill. You know what I mean? And it's like that doesn't mean you necessarily just eliminate the women's version. You do whatever the hot program is. If you have a hot women's program that necessitates a hell in the cell, then you do a women's hell in the cell, and the men don't get one that year. Okay? Or if it's the other way around, sorry, the women don't get one that year. This idea that you have to do two of these things on every fucking show is so irritating because it just wears out these gimmicks so much faster. You know, we did not need two war games matches on this show. You know, the, the bloodline thing did not need to be a war games. It, it just didn't. You're not even feuding with half the guys that are in the match. So from that standpoint, that drove me nuts. Plus these WWE war game. First of all, I'm not a big fan of war games matches. To begin no, and, and by the way, most war games matches stick. We, we've talked about that. Stick. Yeah. Go back and watch them. Right. We did. We did a series at uh, Voice of Wrestling. Yeah. We all went back and watched as many war games as we could. And our conclusion was just like, yeah, most of these suck. Yeah. There's like three good ones that everybody brings up. When you say war games, things go, oh, no. What about 1992? And it's always like the same four that everybody brings up every single time. Yeah. But then you're like, well, yeah, what about the 70% of the other ones that stink? And now the WWE ones really stink because now these are fucking brutal. Yeah, They're the, terrible. These are just punch, kick, punch, kick, ladder, chair, ladder, chair, chair, table, chair, punch, kick, punch, kick. And without any stakes, like the old ones had the stakes of like, all right, it's like the four horsemen versus, the, you know, they, and, and they've been feuding all year and here we go. And yeah. they're, you know, they're going to get in the ring and the crowd's going to just scream when, when this guy's now it's just like, yeah, Butch comes in and starts just punch, kick, punch, kick to Jimmy Uso. And it's like, all right, what are we doing? Like, who cares? These aren't even war games matches. First of all, there's no roof. Second of all, you're, they're, you're allowed pinfalls. to pin people. Pinfalls. You're pinning people. Um, everyone has to bring their fucking WWE trademark branded weapons into the ring, whether it's the black WWE trademark chairs, the, the, the WWE kendo sticks, the WWE tables, the WWE ladders. We had a WWE ladder. ladder that breaks in half. Yeah, the, the, the no, ladders that, right. that yeah. break in half. <laughs> Bad break ladders. in half WWE ladder. They just well, I don't know why they don't just slap logos on these fake weapons. And, 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 and they just become plunder matches inside of a double cage and every single how many more plunder papers so, can we have so over plunder please. i am so sick of kendo sticks and black chairs and ladders that break in half it's the same shit on all of these fucking shows halloween havoc extreme rules now the war game show i'm sure i'm missing one it's too much it's the same shit over and over these matches fucking stunk that women's war games match. Oh, was I thought atrocious. it was brutal. I thought it was brutal. Atrocious match. Yeah, I'm looking at it now, and it's got a 7.21 on cage match, which is just no. Okay, <laughs> no. You know what? I'm glad you brought that up. Can we now just admit that that site has been overrun because now people are finding examples of copy and pasted uh, review notes. Oh, good, cool. Um, so it, it's official. They're just it, it, they're bullshit fucking reviews. They you know and bullshit scores, and hopefully they get bored because they're ruining a good thing. These people are ruining a good thing. All because Tony Khan on the scrums had to mention it. Why did Tony Khan have to mention cage match? Why? He ruined it. He ruined it. We had a very good thing for a while. Yeah, yeah. It sucks. We had a good thing going for a while. Now it's bullshit. You know, and they're probably doing the opposite on shows that, you know, they, they don't like. But anyway, um, the women's war games match, terrible. Just plunder, weapons, um, ladders, damage control, losing again. It's just the classic stuff. <laughs> 
there was at least three or four spots where they tried to do shit that was over their heads and they couldn't execute it properly. And then the announcers had the cover for them when like Alexa bliss went for the electric chair spot on Nikki cross. Oh yeah. 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 And Nikki cross completely missed the, the trash can and Alexa bliss took full force of the trash can and N- poor Nikki cross has to sell. And Alexa has, you know, and then the announcers are like, they can't even cover for it. Oh, I think Alexa got the worst of that one. They don't even bother trying to cover for it because it's so bad. Didn't quite get all that uh, one. <laughs> right. Becky Lynch does the senton off the cage and nearly misses everybody. Um, just, you know, Sky does uh, the, the great dive class that WWE teaches. Eo Sky goes from the top and, and both women just put their arms out so that Eo Sky just goes crashing into the mat. Yeah, it, you know, and, and it's uh, and every one of these matches, you get the spot where someone does the high cross body into everybody else. I think Nikki Cross did it this time. Um, they're they've run out of shit to do because we've done so many of these matches. Rich, every time someone entered the match, Michael Cole was like, "Ah, here's Butch. This is his ninth War Games match. He's got a lot of <laughs> right? There's so many of them. <laughs> There's so many of these fucking matches, and these are not like you know, this isn't Tully Blanchard who's who's coming in the ring." It, it's uh it, you know it's it's fucking it's eo sky and she's been in fucking seven war games matches and i can't remember a single one of them because they're all the same they all fucking stink and uh you know so they do their plunder and the last person <laughs> you, you, you mentioned that specifically and i just wanted to make sure she's been in four by the way in case you're wondering she has actually been yeah. in four yeah. war games uh november 2019 december 2020 december 2021 and now november 2022 for eo sky so rich i'm only exaggerating a little yeah no she was in four legit four war games that's yeah. wild cole says it every time someone comes in you know and it, it, you know it, it's crazy uh you, you think these people were working great american bash tours in 86 they've been <laughs> in so many war games matches it's crazy um, and none of them are good or memorable. None of them are good or memorable. The only War Games match I remember is the one McAfee was in. It's the only one I remember. That, yeah, that Mac- one. And then there was the first one that NXT did that I remember being kind of cool because Ricochet just did a bunch of cool shit inside of it. But yeah. I don't remember any of these other ones. The other that, ones, you yeah. know. I just I know that like there's United Empire was always in them or not United Empire. What the hell am I? Undisputed Era or what? What the hell is the Adam Cole? Undisputed Era. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They they were in a lot of them, and yeah, I don't remember anything else about the other ones. They, they, hey, all, was, the other thing they also do too in all of them is the final person gets in, and everybody that was fighting now has all emptied out into one ring. So one team is in one ring, one team is in the other ring. The overhead shot shows all the teams in there, and then they go, and they all start charging at each other and fighting. And it, and it, yeah. yeah, yeah. They do <laughs> the stand every they, time. You know, they do the revolutionary war fucking lineup. And yeah. Then and then just, they look uh, from their left. They look together. to their right and all their brothers in arms are all with them. And they go, all right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. They cut to that wide too. shot of the cage and you see all the people. You know, so. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they, they just, they always stink. Wasn't Cora Jade's star making performance in a war game? Oh, I think it was it. I think it was. I think you're right. <laughs> star, Who could forget? Who could possibly forget? Yeah. yeah. Well, we did. Oh, so that's, you know, pretty easy. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. The women's match I didn't think was any good at all. Um, the the men's match was just a nothing match. I mean, I don't remember a single spot from that match. All you really remember from it is, you know, the the story they were telling with Sammy, Kevin, Kevin Owens and um and Roman. Yeah, where, yeah I'll, I'll remember none of the work. Like, I don't remember a single spot that happened. You know who the best worker was in that match? Butch. He was fantastic in that match. 
Butch was all over the place. He started the match. He was he was taking all kinds of crazy bumps. He was kind of the glue that held the match together. And you know they did the deal where the heels had the had the the, the baby faces had the advantage because they wanted to do because again this was just all about the dopey story that they're right, telling. Right, so right. they wanted they wanted Roman to tell Sammy to go in the ring. They wanted um, Roman to come in last. Right, so you had to give the baby faces the advantage, which screws up the psychology right off the bat. Um, so you know, and then once Roman got in, you know, they did the Sammy Kevin Owens stuff. But here's the thing about that: like, Sammy hasn't, Sammy hasn't been aligned with Kevin Owens in a long time, and he's aligned with the like. Why was it so shocking that he? Took yeah, Roman's I was thinking side? the same thing too. I didn't know if I like forgot something because they they they've tried to play it up like. Owens and Sami Zayn are like longtime friends. And obviously, yes, they are. And they, but they've also feuded with each other like several times, including, I think, most recently. <laughs> it's not like Sami and just got done being in a tag team with Kevin Owens and then decided, ah, you know, I'm joining the, the, the bloodline now. Like, I don't think so, right? Am I missing part of the timeline there? No, like, it, it, that's why to me, it wasn't like this great moment because, like, that's. It was like, yeah, I mean, it was Here's Kevin Owens talking to Roman, his friend and saying, hey, look, you know, a fr- friend of friend, like, these guys don't really like you. They're going to turn right, on you or can whatever. We, yeah. Can we talk about that segment? Oh, with, the, with, the, why, with an Uso peeking through the door, the red, the door that's that's illuminated red, and an Uso is looking through going, mm. This is why this shit is just too goofy <laughs> for me. Sucks. And And this is why everyone's saying this is so great. I just think this is so goofy, and it's it's never going to work for me. And and that that segment just makes my point better than anything I could say. You have Sami Zayn, you have Kevin Owens talking to Sami Zayn, saying, "Hey, look, if I were you, I would turn on these dudes before they turn on me because they're gonna turn on you." All the while, there's a random USO. I think it was right hand man USO. I believe Jay. it was. Yeah, it's always it's always Jay, but I like to say an USO just because. Yeah, they might as well be one of the same. Because you're never a hundred percent sure. <laughs> I'm never so. totally sure, so I'm just gonna say an USO. So this is typical WWE bullshit where they can never ever ever be subtle. And what's funny is people think people keep saying this story is subtle. What <laughs> is subtle about an any USO of it? listening and they show you listen they they can't there's just have nothing, it they can't just have it cut to like an USO like. In the next no. room, you know, be it like, no, no, listen, no he's, he's got to be he's, peering through the door that's illuminated red. Rich, the door is propped open. <laughs> Kevin Owens is facing the propped open door. The Usos head is in the door. And, not, and, and to show you how not subtle this is, not only is his head in the door, he's making these stupid faces as Kevin Owens is, is talking. He's making these dumb cartoon faces. This is the opposite of subtle. And you have people who I, who I like respect saying that this is great, subtle storytelling. None of this is subtle at all. It couldn't be less subtle. This is as subtle as a fucking sledgehammer. It, it, they didn't have him around the corner hiding behind a dumpster or in another corridor. He had the door propped open right in front of Kevin. Kevin Owens has to be the world's dumbest man <laughs> or as blind as my dog Madeline to have not seen this door propped open. And the guy's making goofy faces. He's making goofy faces. What's subtle about it? He's like snarling and his lip is lifted like Elvis. And he's all angry because fucking Kevin Owens is talking to Sammy. Nothing about this story subtle. And that scene 
just exemplifies exactly how I feel about all of this. It's a goofy WWE story, and people are acting like this is high art. Wade Keller wrote this week that it is now, I'm paraphrasing, it is now time that we start to consider this to be the greatest storyline in the history of wrestling. (laughs) Excuse me? Wade Keller. Excuse me. It's now time that we start to consider. Who's been writing about professional wrestling since he was like 17. Yeah, he said like in his Raw review, he said, this is the best storyline in wrestling. And it's now time that we start seriously considering that it's the best storyline in, in WWE history, in wrestling history, whatever, whatever way he phrased it. That's paraphrasing, but he wrote that. You got Dave Meltzer saying there's a great storyline. You have Brian Alvarez saying there's a great story. Like, you know, everyone, Rich, we're on an island. I know, no, I know, I know. Be, we are, we are. People are going to think that we are out of our fucking minds for not being like super into this. I don't fucking it doesn't connect with me at all i i don't see what's so great about it it's goofy it's over the top it's looney tunes they've also I'm done it already for- they've done it already uh, multiple times for two years now an an un- uso has been not part of the unit enough or not doing what he's supposed to do and the other uso is caught in between and roman snarls and paul Heyman's eyes open and then eventually he just comes to the side and then they're all one and then they did that and then they did it again and now they're just doing it again with Sami Zayn like this is not that good of a story right like I, we're again we are on an island we're nuts but like this has They've done this story with this crew. It's just never been done oh, with man. Sammy. It's been done with Jay or whatever did it before. And, and then eventually. Look, I'm not going to tell you it's terrible. It's not terrible, but it's just not like, let, let's reel it in a little bit. Greatest story. It's not this great, fucking amazing, compelling, legendary thing. Like It also it, doesn't have any layers to it. It's Sammy Zayn wants to join the group. They don't trust him. He earns a spot. The end. The, cool. It kills me that they're calling this thing subtle. I see that word thrown around with this so much. It, it's it, uh, it's cartoon. I'm waiting for an anvil to fall on Roman Reigns' head, <laughs> and it wouldn't feel out of place at all. Like like you know, Paul Heyman is 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 literally a fucking cartoon in this thing. Um, so I mean, you know, that's what this match was about. The, the match was not mem- there was nothing. This was 40 minutes to get to two minutes, you know, and, and so it wasn't interesting. I mean, this was totally a phone scroll match where I kept catching myself scrolling my phone because I was bored out of my fucking mind. And I had to stop myself and be like, no, I have to pay attention because I have to talk about this. You know, it's one of those matches where I have to rewind all the time. Cause like I'm scrolling my fucking phone cause it loses my attention. And then I have to put my phone like in another room. Cause I'm like, I have to pay attention. And you know, then they get to the end and, and uh, Sammy breaks up the pin and then he does the hell of a kick to fucking Owens and he takes Roman's side and then he hugs it out with yeah, Jay. A good, a like, good, hey, a good story. Like, it's, it's good. Like, I don't think it's bad. Again, I'm not telling it's you fine. it's bad, it's but fine. yeah, it's now we have to, you know, overcompensate in our review of it because it's like if all these other people and I've seen it a lot of places, you're saying like people I respect and people that I know have watched a lot of wrestling in their lives love this story. And I'm like, I okay. All right, I don't get. I mean, it was. It's good. It's fine. But I like, yes, I mean, good it's lord. Like, let me tell you something. Are you all geared up to see what happens Friday? No, I'm and nobody not. was on Monday either. It's not like the raw rating was very like people weren't the like. Smackdown oh man, rating was it? The last Smackdown right. rating wasn't. The raw rating wasn't good. I mean, you know. So I don't even know if like 
this is objectively hot, this story. I think people really, clearly a lot of people really like it. I mean, there's no question about that. Um, it, it, it's getting universal praise with the exception of this show. Yeah. I mean, everybody <laughs> you loves this me, right. You know, so obviously people really, really like it. And I'm not saying it's bad. I'm also, I mean, I, I'm just completely indifferent on it. It doesn't do anything for me. Um, you know, it, it's, it's there. Do you think it's, let's try to diagnose this. Do you think it's just this company is so bad at telling stories? that when there's finally one that's somewhat cohesive that they just are latching on to this fucking thing like it's because this is the one they finally are they telling latch one on that's, to everything they latch on to everything the yeah bar, but that the bar yeah, but, is and, so low we saw it with when triple h took over it the bar is they so do low. latch on to everything but but i think when they latch on the other stuff it's just it's it, fleeting it's not it's fle- it's like it's a one week genuine. Thing. it's not genuine right this they really do think is good, so they're really overcompensating. Well, yeah, but yeah, because yeah. this is actually kind of good. But they don't. That doesn't explain the pundits and the journalists and people like that. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know why those. I don't know why so Wade Keller, I, who, who's watched wrestling for close to forty years at this point, maybe even well, shit. How old is Wade Keller? I'm sure, he's been watching his, his entire life. He's been writing about it since he was, you know, in his teens. Um, yeah, I think he's in his fifties. Yeah, forty years. Yeah, he's for been, sure. He's been writing about been, it for forty years, almost. Like. Yeah, he's been been paid to write about it for forty because he's been doing this since a teenager. Yeah, now he's yeah. In probably mid fifties, right? Like so that that's that I that's a bridge too far for me. I, it's crazy. I can't believe it's it it's stunning to me how over the top people are when it comes to this thing. Um, you know, it, it's a little too goofy for my taste. That's all. I mean, you know, um, not for me. And I think that, and it might might sound like a broken record, but this might finally be the proof that this company might never be for me again. Yeah. Because I I, I was there. I I mentioned Hell in a Cell was what it was for me. Like, or, or actually WrestleMania, maybe even a little bit more. When Cody returned, I was like, hey, Cody's back. Cool. All right. And then I watched the match and everybody was like, oh, that was what a moment. You even liked it. You were like, that's a really cool moment. That was a really great match. I felt nothing. I felt zero. And I was like, man, this just might be it for me. And then I watched Hell in a Cell and everybody else was like, oh, my God, what emotion. And I was just like, nah, nothing. And that's when I was like, you know what? It's just done. Like, I'm just never, ever, ever going to get emotionally invested in this company ever again for anything. Uh, And 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 yeah, maybe this for you is, is yet another example of it where it's just like, yeah, I don't know. All right. Cool. Yeah, yeah. The the Cody Seth matches to me are the best matches in the company this year, right there with Gunther Sheamus. I love that. But the the this this stuff is like, all right. Well, if I'm the outlier and I'm on fucking Lanza Island, and this isn't, then maybe the way this company tells their stories and the way this company um does what they do is just not it's 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 not for me anymore um, i've just evolved beyond this company and i know that i don't know if that sounds obnoxious or um arrogant that's yeah, not the word I, either yeah, or fuck or it. yeah fuck it why not like, but but i i this is i i feel like like it's beneath me like it's in, I, like i'm embarrassed like it, it's not something well, i, I you it, it happens during the matches too because a lot of people love like the Kick somebody and go like, oh, are you? We got is that all you got? Like, oh, you 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 got any more? You got it? and like people love that. Like they love the 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 in match promo that every and now Kevin Owens is doing it too, and like everybody's doing. And he he was doing it for years or whatever, but now he's doing it even more pronounced uh, in this, being like, they don't love you. 
they're not your real friends as he's like punching Sami Zayn in the corner. I'm like, oh, yeah. I hate this so much. I hate it. Like yeah. that's the, I can't I can't fathom. Like I'm in a world where I cannot fathom how you can be at home and be like, yeah, this is all oh, this is what wrestling is. Like we're just watching two different things and we want two different things out of what yeah. we're watching here. Like if you are into an Uso kicking a guy while he's down and being like, yeah, you're not part of the family. Yeah, we're the bloodline. Yeah. And I'm like, if you love that, good for you. And Kevin Owens being like, they're not your friends. You know, I have your real thoughts in mind. Like, if you like that stuff, good for you. But we are watching completely different things. You know, that's, that's, that, that started during the pandemic when they were thinking outside the box and trying different things when there were no fans. Right, right. right. And, and that, was, it was interesting for a little bit. And we, we were, I, mean, I, ahead I, of the I game thought it that. sucked. I yeah. thought it sucked right from the start. This, this, this community theater bullshit. And that's the other thing. Like these these in ring promos and the backstage stuff on SmackDown with the Bloodline, it's it, it's weird because while I think the performers are doing well based on what they're expected to do and how they're asked to do it, it's so corny. Like it's commute, it's sub community theater level garbage. The way that they perform in these in these segments and these sketches and these these promos, um, it, it's just you know. I, Oh, it's, it's bordering on, you don't want people to come in the room level stuff. You know, that, that's, that's how corny it is. It's just corny. I guess that's the best way to describe it. Yeah, I'm with you on that. It's just corny. Like, you know, you know, it just, you know, and, and, um, so, so maybe this is just, all right, well, if you don't like this, then you're just not going to like what this company does. And I think it's pretty clear that I don't like this. I mean, I've been burying this company for years now. Um, but this might be, finally the example where it's like okay everyone else thinks this is great so the problem now is you 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 just aren't ever gonna jive with the way this company does things and um you know i see it as corny derivative um you know written for children enjoyed by 55 year olds i i I don't i that doesn't make sense to me you know it's 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 got childlike depth like it's written so children can understand it. And then they give you long overproduced <laughs> right. video <laughs> right. packages to re-explain all of this very easy to understand stuff to you, which is infuriating. I feel insulted when I watch WW. It's like they 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 treat me like I'm fucking stupid. You know, and 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 for some reason people like that and want that. I, I don't. So I don't know. That you know, the the match was a nothing match. The story's fine, and they did a good job here. You know, Sa- you know, the whole point was when Owens was talking to Sammy. Sammy never said a word back to him. So when 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 the wise man called him on the phone and he came in to talk to the tribal chief, he didn't lie to Roman when he said, "Hey, look, yeah, it, that happened, and this is what Kevin Owens said to me." But I'm loyal to you, and Sammy never lied because he never said anything to Kevin. So and then he, you know, and he proved it in the match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. They told their little story. A good story. The problem, I think it's a good story. I just yeah, don't think fine. it's one of the yeah. best wrestling stories ever told. I just it's don't. It's this groundbreaking thing. I yeah, mean, I can't you know, go that far. I can say good story. Good story. But yeah. You know, why aren't the ratings reflecting that then? If it's yeah. this, you know, I, that's a, is that not a fair question? Why aren't the ratings reflecting that if it's this great? And I don't want to hear about Peacock's internal memos and what WWE. No, 
Show me the fucking ratings. Show me something I yeah, can see. Yeah, more people watching your television show because of a story. If 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 it's yeah. truly the greatest wrestling story ever, like I always go to Hogan Savage as, as the greatest wrestling story ever told. Because guess what? It was a really good story, and they made a fucking shit ton of money. <laughs> they were selling uh, yeah. places out fucking everywhere. They were running multiple house show loops. They had fucking crazy numbers for WrestleMania, crazy numbers for Saturday Night's main events. They were making a fuck ton of money when that great story was being told. Yeah, I don't want to hear about 23% more people watch this Survivor Series than last year's on peak. Okay, so more people watch this one than the last shitty this, last year's Survivor Series was the worst show of the year. So I hope more people were into this one because this show wasn't that bad. This show was fine. I didn't even think the show was bad. This was a perfectly competent average pro wrestling show is what this was um, that I would have never watched if not for this podcast. But, oh, God, no. <laughs> but that, that's what it was to me. You know, and it was better built and a better show than, than last year's debacle. There's no question about that. Um, but uh, I, I, anything else in the main event, or do you want to talk I got, about, I got we talked else about there. two yeah. War Games matches? Um, there's the only thing now is coming out of it. What I find interesting, this is so interesting to me, is that the hardcore WWE fan, the people who are really into this story, almost universally across the board do not want Sami Zayn to beat Roman Reigns. They do not think Sami Zayn should be the guy to beat Roman Reigns, which I find interesting because then what the fuck is the point of any then of this? What are we doing here? Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing here? What are we here? doing? Yeah. So, like, so Sami Zayn has now done all this mega story has led to Sami Zayn becoming one of five guys in a unit. Yeah. And I guess the okay. idea is eventually he'll end up with Owens and they'll beat the Usos. Right? Oh, that's kind of the idea. Cool. But it's like, but here's the thing. Why wouldn't he choose? his new friends over Kevin Owens when Kevin Owens has turned on him more than the rookie doy has turned on Masato Yoshida. <laughs> right, right. Like at this point, Sami Zayn is Masato Yoshino. He's right, staying. right. Well, Kevin Owens being He's, like, Hey, they're not your real friend. They're going to turn on you. It's like, motherfucker, you've power about me into the apron like 12 times in our career. Like, fuck off. Yeah, you've, you've turned on me twice since you started this promo. Like, <laughs> right. who are you? You know? So it's like, They'll get back together. Like, but isn't that kind of like a letdown and a downgrade? I, I would say, yeah. I would say if all this isn't leading to, if this is truly the great story that's being told, it leads to that guy, you know, becoming a superstar. And, 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 and they don't, you know, that the company doesn't want that anyway. Like, they're not ready for that. They're not, they don't oh, want right. Sammy Zayn beating Roman this, Reigns. This is a million percent accidental, and they do not what they did not want. Of course but they're going. They and this is what they want is Sammy. They want you to say, all right, all right, all right. We did the Sammy story. He's one of five. He's in the bloodline now. So now it's funny. And now he's, they're going to keep corpsing, and they're going to keep doing their little backstage skits. And, and Sherry O'Terry is going to laugh in the background while it's happening or whatever. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's what they're going for. But that's it. Like, that, we, we're, we've now reached the apex. Like, all it's going to be is Sammy Zayn. Doing funny things, being like "What up, Oos?" and everybody being like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And oh, then I think I think it's they're still going to tease the Owens thing, and I think it's it's Sami Zayn forced their hand through sheer talent. I mean, that's what this is. Yeah. This was not the story. Oh, he's wasn't reinvented in his career because that was a guy we we were on record, and and everybody was pretty much on record saying that guy was washed like yeah. a year physically, ago. Like this guy's is. done. Yeah, and he is physically I mean, washed, but he's so yeah. talented. Yeah, this is through sheer force of talent that he has forced this push, the biggest of his career, and they didn't want this. They don't want it. So, but it it seems to me, see, because the story too is really Sammy and Jay Uso's relationship. So, from that standpoint, it would make sense that Sammy beats Jay Uso for his title as opposed to beating Roman for his. But then, I, I, you know, I, it's it's just surprising to me 
that the hardcore WWE fan doesn't want the direction to be Sammy beating Roman. That's well, and, surprising. And that's, and that's, again, one of the other big issues with the whole Roman thing that, that I, I bring up every time somebody tells me how great this Roman stuff, how great, 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 great. Okay. But you have no, I mean, there is no end in sight for this Roman thing. No plan. No plan. No end in sight. No guy. There's not one guy on that roster right now that I could tell you, Joe, at this year's WrestleMania or next year's WrestleMania, that guy is going to beat Roman Reigns for the title. Like you, And they've put themselves in a position where no, even the hardcore fans, even hardcore dirty fans cannot name a person on that roster that they think is worthy enough of beating Roman Reigns or is ever going to be worthy enough of beat because if it's not Sammy right now who's done all this build up and all and is a great star and he's he's the, the main protagonist and, and what's the greatest story in, in in wrestling history or whatever if that guy's not even in the universe where you're like oh no way no get out of here there's no way then who is it it's the rock the list is the rock right and then who cares I mean, like oh, it's great the rock comes in at WrestleMania hits the rock bottom and pins Roman and then what the hell did we just do for the last 2 years well, that'd be years. really dumb. That'd be really stupid. I mean, Roman has to beat The Rock. Okay, and then The right? Rock comes in and Roman beats him. Okay, now. And yeah, I hate well, to do like the what's next thing because we always rant about that, but like this guy's been on top for three years now. And, oh, like, hold on. This is why this is different though because all these people keep saying, man, this has been so good that whoever beats Roman is going to get the rub of a lifetime. Okay, well, who are they preparing for that rub? Right, who, who, who right now, like let's look, at, let's look at this year's WrestleMania. There is not... One person remotely ready, remotely ready to, to face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania and give him an honest, earnest chance at, 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 at defeating him. Not a, not a soul. Which, which is the thing, the only match that they've really built is Sammy, and that's the match these people don't seem to And they're want. like, oh, there's no way. Yeah. <laughs> like they, they can't fathom of it. And I think that speaks to a much bigger issue with all this stuff. Uh, Cody is a, one that people bring up, but I don't think the Cody, they're not ready for that with Cody. I mean, that got derailed when he got hurt. I'm sure he'll be back at at rumble or around rumble and they could heat that up. But that's now you're talking about a 10 to 12 week build to get that hot. And Cody's like 36 years old. Like, uh, you know what I mean? On a three-year contract or whatever, like that, what kind of, and he's already a star. So like that, where's this mega rub that someone did that? That's not a scenario where someone's getting a mega rub. You know, the idea, they keep telling us that someone's going to be a made guy when they beat Roman. Who? Who are they preparing for this? You don't see anything percolating on the undercard either. They're not getting anyone ready. There's not even anyone in the early stages of that. No. And so you can't, if you cannot tell me, if you're going to tell me, oh, well, when Roman finally puts it, well, okay, well then what, what do you think the plan is? What's the plan? Who is it? And don't give me 36 year old Cody. Don't give me pushing 40 Sami Zayn, who's physically washed and is, is a goofball character. And that's the only person they've, yeah. Who? Braun Breaker's not even on the main roster yet. He's had less than 100 matches in his life. Who? Fucking Madcap Moss? I mean, you know, his name is still Madcap Moss. Can we start there with him, maybe? Uh, who? Dominic? The least talented person that's ever worked for the company, who, by the way, now we're. They're trying to convince us that Dominic's good, Rich. I'm actually not, good. I'm never, Dominic's actually good. Yeah, I'm never being convinced of that. He fucking stinks. Don't try that shit. That goofy thing at Rey Mysterio's house. People are putting that over. Maybe we've just, maybe we're the crazy we're just, ones. Yeah, we're the crazy I, ones. I, we're, well, that's fine. That's fine. I'll be the I, I'm more than happy to be this crazy in this scenario. That's fine. 
I mean, you know, Ray's son throwing those weak kicks. Uh, like he's down <laughs> in, the, talking about the, in kicks. the foyer. <laughs> the kicks in the foyer, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's dumb. Um, it's all Vince. I just like bullshit. wrestling. J- Joe, I just like guys wrestling each other. I like a bell ringing and two men being in the ring and one man proving that he's better than the other man while in a wrestling match. You know what I mean? Like, I like that stuff. I, and you got to defend that these days. You got to defend that. You got to, you got to, it's a tough stance to say, you know what I just like? I just like when people wrestle. And, and that's, it, it's a tough stance to take these days because you have to defend that. And, and, and yeah, it's just, that's, I mean, you can like, you know, Dominic throwing a turkey around, but I don't know. I kind of like guys wrestling. It's weird. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking, "Ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. But with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value a complete view of all possible cards and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy slab packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club slab pack, and and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards, and yeah, you can open it, and look, it's going to be junk. You're, you, you know what I mean? Like You know what you're probably going to get in those. Maybe you find that fun. And sometimes I do. Sometimes I like just opening up cards and saying, oh, hey, look at some random cards or whatever. But if you're really in this game to to find value and find particular cards, it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs. And it ends up being, you know, almost nothing. You know, nothing of value. Not with Arena Club. You can display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading. So you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your polls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling. And you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. What's going on, guys? This is Rich from the Flagship Podcast here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. If I could have a moment of your time, I'd like to tell you about one of our sponsors, Eufy Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock is a smart lock, a 2K camera, and a doorbell all three-in-one offering you triple 
security. So you can have everything in one device rather than installing many pieces on your front door. But it's not just for security. The Eufy Video Lock is also for convenience. No more concerns about losing keys, and you can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated cameras. Some other great features we love about the Eufy Video Lock is it is easy to install and set up with just a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. Keyless entry, no more fumbling for keys when your hands are full. You never have to worry about kids losing keys or passing among renters. You also have 0.3 second, 0.3 second fingerprint recognition and one second unlocking. Again, 0.3 seconds, it's going to recognize your fingerprints and in one second it's going to unlock. And with the AI self-learning chip embedded, the more you use it, the more accurate it will be. Also, no battery anxiety. You have a rechargeable battery in there that could last around four months and you will get a low battery notification before it runs out. Uh, passcode unlocking, a remote control with the 2K clear sight. See who's at your door and control from anywhere through the Eufy app. With enhanced night vision, you can have optimized view even in the evening. You can also secure your package delivery by view and two-way audio. And then best of all, no monthly fee. A bunch of other brands out there are going to charge you a monthly fee. You have your recordings locally and you never have to pay for storage. Customer service, Eufy's got you handled as well. They are on standby for you 24-7 so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty all backed by their professional customer service team. Contact them anytime by telephone, email, or live chat. Personally, as a homeowner, I love my Eufy video lock. I have the ability to see what's going on when I'm not home, when packages have has arrived, and, and really the thing I love the most about it, the ease of being able to lock and unlock my doors without having to fumble with my keys, reach in my pocket, or wait, no, crap, they're in my backpack, all that sort of stuff. All this is happening while my dogs are barking at me. You know what? Not anymore with the Eufy video lock. I touch it. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition, one second doors unlocked much much easier so if you want to jump on board with eufy video lock search eufy video lock that is e u f y video lock again that's eufy video lock e u f y video lock or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door you know what feels colder than fucking ice at this point bray wyatt the fuck is that guy doing? oh yeah yeah how's uncle howdy doing or he, is he uncle howdy? no uncle howdy's a different person right have they botched the shit out of that or what like that was really they that had was nothing dude that's fucking paul man all this paul stuff all he does is have a guy come out that nobody that cares that much about then he got lucky and he found one guy that people do care about and people in droves started watching the television and buying the pay-per-views and watching it on peacock or whatever so he got him and then he had no fucking idea what to do with him once he had him and that's where we're at now we're five weeks oh, in. oh, oh, oh. bray's a creative genius oh right i, right, I right. was told that bray's a genius ah. and they hired a director of lore Okay, so What's Bray and this director doing? of lore. Yeah, what are they doing? Bray's, Bray never does anything. Like, but, but, and this is great. Like, they're turning on it too. Like, did you see the Bray promo where he goes, I don't want to be the fiend anymore? And people That's boo. They want I the am. fiend. Yeah, they boo. Of course they want the fucking fiend. What the hell would other people be? Right, the point there's of this a bunch jerk. of Joker De Silva's. You got 20,000 Joker De Silva's out there. Like, yeah, otherwise he's a dirty swamp wizard with stinky looking hair. There's no other appeal to this guy. Of course you want him to be the fiend. What else would be the point? Hey, you know that hair smells like patchouli and weed. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> you, know? So, you know, this guy thinks he like he's not getting away from that. He has to be the fiend. 
He's got to do his little magic tricks. Because you don't have nothing else, buddy. You're not talented otherwise. So, you know, that feels ice cold. He's, isn't he feuding with L.A. Knight? <laughs> Wasn't that <laughs> yes. what they were setting up? Yes, he is. With the former Eli Drake. Yeah. It's That'll Uncle Howdy and Bray Wyatt versus the one that Raw's on fire. Eli Drake. Yeah. 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 The one right. Raw's raking him in. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So um the rest of this fucking show. Um <laughs> Ronda Rousey and Shots and Blackheart had a worst match of the year. So bad. First off, it um, starts out with with Shotzi in her little tank, and and they, you yeah. know, she points to the sky, and Michael Cole says, uh, I think it was Michael Cole, right? I forget who was who was doing the commentary for this who one. Cares? Uh, yeah. Says, ah, uh, Shotzi does that in a memoriam of her late father who passed away this year, uh, this time last year. It's like, all right, that's a lot yeah. of momentum to go into the match. And then she just fucking gets tapped out seven minutes, just gets her ass beat. Did that? Did didn't they do that with Natty too? Yeah, yeah. She wore her father's fucking. Uh, oh, the ring jacket. jacket, the ring jacket, and then lost. <laughs> yeah, and then they they ripped up a cardboard cutout of the of the anvil too. Yeah, um, but you know what? Wrestling families are weird, and I don't think that stuff bothers because they just see it all. No, work. no, no. Yeah, they they don't. They just see that as whatever. Like they don't give a shit. Well, I just you find it I mean? hilarious because remember the outrage. Like there's still people outraged that Shawn Michaels wanted to win the European title over British Bulldog at yeah. whatever that fucking what was the show Insurrection or whatever the hell the show was, and. Or no, no, well, whatever, only, whatever it was, whatever it was, they had red foam boots on the ramp. I bet it was, <laughs> right? no, it was like one night only or whatever. Yeah. And remember, it was like British Bulldog was going to win the European title or retain the European title. He dedicated the match to his his dead sister or whatever. Yeah. And then old old 1997 Michael Hickenbottom was just like, yeah. I right, losing that shit. Like, you know, yeah. day of he's saying, I'm not I'm not losing it. Uh, so, of course, they had to have him win. And people are like upset it's still to this day. Ah, my God. And now they're just like, oh, Shati uh, dedicating this match to her late father that she just gets tapped yeah. out in seven minutes and it's like oh yeah well nevertheless save save the dedication for when they're gonna <laughs> right, win right. i mean it's it just seems isn't difficult it's like wow that's a, a a very touching moment for shotzi and her late father and now she just tapped out okay well no this, this company fucking stinks <laughs> so I, bad. how and does they, every review come Brian back kendrick into <laughs> yeah agent the man Every review we do comes back to this company fucking stinks. Oh, God, God, It just God. fucking stinks. Rousey. They've turned Ronda Rousey into, like, she's not only not, a, she's not only a nothing anymore, she's like, go away here. You're like, go away. Just, I don't, never want to see you again. Go away and never come back. So, Seth freaking Rollins, Bobby Lashley. Oh, <laughs> sing his song. And and theory, and, I don't know. If no, he's, he's, he's got no. He's Austin again. He's Austin. I think they took it away though. To like, oh, did they? He's Mister Serious now though. He's so they have the now, isn't he now? So they have this now. That's three-way. what I call music. Volume so they have this three way for the U.S. title. And what you what you think of the match? <laughs> don't don't give me a long answer. Did. Did you think it was good, average, bad? Like, what'd you think of the match? You could throw uh, a star average. rating. Average as hell. Okay. Average as hell. Would you believe if I told you? Oh, no. That David Schumacher of the ringer of the mass man. Show, the mass man. Yeah. The mass man. And I'm paraphrasing here. He said that this three-way match between these three men that you just called average. 
was a hair away from being the greatest triple threat match in the history of wrestling. Would you believe me if I told you he said that? Wait, please say that again. He said. Maybe, maybe he said. It was like a smidge away from being either the greatest or one of the greatest triple threat matches in, in, in he either said company history or wrestling history, but either way, I'd say equally preposterous. Uh, I no, he didn't. Did he really? He did. Yes, he did. What? Yes, he did. This match. What the fuck? Are these I'm people shocked. I, I, I'm in a stunned silence. I, what, what the fuck are these people watching? I don't know. I've rich. You could drive to the closest indie show to your home this Saturday. And there will, I can almost guarantee that there will be a three-way match on that show. Just about as good as this one on this survivors. If it's a, if it's any kind of indie show worth its salt using uh, halfway competent workers, as long as you're not going to a shindy. Okay. Right, right, right. I don't, un- I, I, Rich, I just don't understand what, what these people are watching anymore. I, I, I don't, I don't get it. Do you have the cage? What cage match give this? Uh, I, I'm loading that up right now just to see if, if I, he was off. <laughs> maybe he's just completely out of his fucking mind because I. I One of the greatest I, three-way matches I want, ever. I want, 8.33. I want, <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know. I don't know anymore, man. I don't know. I just throw my hands up. This ma- Okay. So the match starts. Lashley clotheslines Theory over the top rope like a geek because that's the story. He's a geek. He gets back in the ring. Rollins clotheslines him over the top rope because he's a geek. And Rollins and Lashley want to go at it, right? Then the finish is a fluke finish where Theory is a geek and yes, he gets beat yeah. up. But he lands on top of someone else who's already down and he wins the title in a, in a flukish manner. And I shit you not, we go back to our pals at the ringer, Rich. Uh, the, the narrative over on the ringer podcasts is that they've really turned around this Theory and they, they're getting behind him. and it's. It, He's still a geek. He won on a fluke. <laughs> yeah, he won because other people beat the guys up. He got but... punked out the whole match. Uh, like I were... don't know. I don't know anymore. We're watching different things. I, I don't. Those were I don't... comedy spots. They were fucking comedy spots. Him getting knocked over the rope. Like he doesn't belong in the match. The whole story of the match is he isn't as good as these guys. That's a push. The people not know what a push. A push is where you're supposed to look good. <laughs> right. You're supposed to win on your own merits. A lot, a couple times, you know, in a row. Now, this, okay, okay. Just in WWE, I'm thinking off the top of my head, like, Brock, Seth, and Cena was, like, not that long ago, right? That was in our lifetime, right? (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah, that shouldn't be That was like the Royal Rumble or whatever, right? And that was good. Two years ago or something. Really, really good. Whatever the fuck. 2016, 2015. Somewhere in that range. Okay. ECW has had how many matches? I I, I can genuinely, I I can tell you right now. And I hate three-way matches, by the way. This, I hate them. This three-way match, I don't, I I think I could, I have without question seen at least a hundred three-way matches better than this. (laughs) If we had time, I would want you to name them all, but we won't do that. I, I, I mean. The main event of the first Barely Legal, right? That was, that was. Terry Funk, Sandman, and shit, I forget. R- Richards, maybe? No, no. You don't even have to dig. <laughs> Just do WWEs. Just do indie shows. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> Do every WrestleMania weekend has four three-way matches. Minimum. Every night that are better than this As one. good as this one. Yes. Minimum. I forgot four. Look at it. Remember Wrestle Kingdom 7, Prince David, Kota Bushi, and Loki? Yeah. Loki with his Agent 47. Good yeah. up. Yeah. Pretty good. Um, how about fucking the TNA? How about Joe Daniels and Styles? <laughs> right. Pretty good. Pretty Have good. Have you seen that one, Schumacher? Yeah. Have you seen that one? Yeah. Legendary Pretty match. good. Pretty good. Didn't they? Uh, there was a, a women's. Can we start there, maybe? Can there was a women's with... triple threat, wasn't there, a couple years ago at, at WrestleMania? Charlotte, Wait, Sasha, just, Becky? How about, how about just name a, a three-way? And it's probably as good as this one was. <laughs> how about just name it yeah. any? I, I, want, I, want, I want the masked man. I would need somebody to ask the masked man, have you seen Unbreakable 2005 or whatever? Daniels, Daniels Styles, Joe. Have you seen that? If you can answer that and say, I've seen it and I do still prefer this match, then okay. Then okay, but... Orange Cassidy, Luchasaurus, and Phoenix had a three-way on Dynamite the week before that was better than this match. <laughs> I mean, I mean, just name a three-way. Benoit Michaels, hey. Hunter at Mania. That's pretty good. Which one? Uh, uh, the one where Chris Benoit, WrestleMania 20. Oh, Benoit, yeah. Benoit, course, Michaels, yeah. Hunter. Yeah, that's good. Good little match. Yeah. Yeah, OJ ran for those yards, man. Listen, preposterous. <laughs> we had AJ Styles versus Finn Balor. I like this match. This is good. I this, thought it was this the best was match on the show. Pro, yes, I, I'm with you too. So, we, and again, like just to prove that we're on a different island from everywhere else on the universe, uh, on, on Cage Match, which we've now declared is just is bullshit. It's completely yeah. void of of, of context and, and meaning. But uh, the 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 main event War Games eight point three six. The uh, triple threat, which was one of the greatest uh, triple threat matches of all time, uh, 8.33. This match, 7.24, which I thought blew away all the other matches, which just proves that yeah, we're watching a, a different thing. We're just watching but, a different thing. But that's a fair rating for this match. That's a good match. Yeah, that's a good rating. That's it's about just, what yeah. I'd do. On a 10-point scale, that's about what I'd give this match. Yeah, for sure. Because I thought it was like a three-and-a-half star match. Well-worked. What what's the Meltzer line? Two professionals. Two professional uh, wrestlers the, having a good professional wrestling match. Yeah, yeah. You know, like it's not no, it was totally. Good. They, they, they bell rang and they just worked for eighteen minutes, and they're two good workers, and they just worked. Yeah, there was a lot of Michael Cole revisionist history about the Bullet Club, but you know that's fine. I'm not going to get into all that sort of stuff. But uh, uh, hold on a second, he was flying to Japan and going to those shows in Osaka. <laughs> he was right on top of it. I don't know what you're talking about. Michael Cole knows everything about the Bullet Club. But the, the club, uh, sorry, the club. He didn't call him the Bullet Club. He called him the club. Yeah. He doesn't want to use these it. two men battled for the leadership spot. No, did they? <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. Did they? I don't. They used to stand side by side and declare one of them. Nobody's the leader. We're all leader. Did they? I don't. Yeah. Uh, um. I, no. So Devitt's Devitt's final match was the same night that AJ showed up as a surprise and invasion attack. Yes. They were ships passing in the nights. They were never in the Bullet Club at the same time. I, I hate to, I hate to, I hate to rain on a historian Michael Cole's uh, parade here, but yeah, they, they did not, uh, they did not. Yeah, Michael Cole's story time, and um, again, that's something that's getting massive praise. Who was it? The Ringer. I'm trying. I don't know if this was the Ringer, but somebody was saying. Oh, no, I think it was. I think it was Dopey Pete. Dopey Pete on the Cheap Pete Show was saying that. Uh, Michael Cole provides a masterclass history lessons in providing background for these stories. Oh, 
they're just not correct but yeah sure okay yeah and he says that's the difference between wwe and aew aew doesn't explain oh my god can you can you imagine if excalibur went to one eighth of the detail of this how much these dorks would be hand wringing nobody cares about the bullet club well you know rich who cares i don't have to imagine that happens that's (laughs) that's reality like that's real all Excalibur does is give off dork facts and, and, and people complain about it. It's just, you know, whatever. And don't be pizza paid employee. So you can't really, you know what I mean? But, um, oh, I have more, ri- I have more ringer news. <laughs> Great. <laughs> With the absence of Mac mania. Just what I wanted. Yes. Go rest on. in peace. Cheap heats going two times a week, baby. Oh. Filling that hole. So you can <sighs> expect. More breakdowns from yours truly right here in this space from a double dose. You know, it's funny. Dopey Pete now is going to have two podcasts and yet not watch hardly any wrestling. (laughs) Well, he's not going to have time. He's doing too many podcasts. Yeah. Well, if stat guy Greg ever like had a falling out with that dude, what would he do? He'd just find someone else to come on and do all the work, right? God, are we done with Survivor Series? I think so. We talked about every match, didn't we? Good, great. Let's leave and never remember Survivor Series ever again. That was Survivor Series War Games. It's fine. Show was fine. A perfectly okay. I didn't even show. hate the show. I, I didn't, didn't hate, hate it either. I didn't hate it. It's fine. Yeah. Very average show. A, f- a solid five, one to ten. Yes, a five, and I will never, ever, ever, ever think about it ever again. You will think about that hug on your deathbed you will think <laughs> sammy the, acknowledging the and then putting all their fingers in the air you will acknowledge that hug and think about that hug in your dying days you'll be holding the nurse's hand she's going to give you the grim news because she is a nurse and she's not going to sugarcoat it she would be like look you're done for okay you're finished yeah, I, I'm, she's going to look at the chart and go "Ooh, yeah yeah <laughs> really really she's gonna go yeah and she's gonna go oh shit all right and and you're gonna look up to her with a tear in your eye, stone cold rich crate who does not cry. You're gonna cry, and you're gonna say, you know what? I live to see Sammy hug Jay Uso, and, and that I and acknowledge, be. and finally be acknowledged as not an honorary Us, but a with real the Uso. last the last bit of strength in your in your <laughs> in your gout riddled body. You're going because you're gout. gonna die of gout. Yeah, that's what you're dying of. Huh. So you're gonna you're gonna lift your arm and you're gonna point. You're gonna, you're gonna acknowledge. You're gonna point to the sky, Rich. Acknowledge my tribal chief. You're going to acknowledge the tribal chief, and that's how it's going to end. He's probably still fucking going to be the champion, too. <laughs> right? More than likely. There's a yeah. solid enough chance that he might be still the champion. He, he, so. Yeah. They're still going to be building up someone for the yeah, rub. Someone's coming, guys. I promise. Somebody is coming. Yeah. Someone's going to get that rub. D-Clan McMahon is going to be in there. D-Clan, what's his name? <laughs> Declan. Fucking, whatever, Declan. <laughs> the Indiana football player. Oh, D-Clan. yeah, 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 yeah. Is he yeah. also ostracized because Shane's ostracized? I hope so. Uh, probably. Yeah. Hey, what do you think? What do you think? What do you? Because their their father and his coke fueled manic. I don't think Vince would take that out on the on the grandchildren. No, no, no. Right. If there's it depends so maybe, on if, if Declan's pretty big too, he can easily replace. I mean, if he's playing football, it, uh, yeah, I listen, he's got to be a pretty big dude, right? D Clan McMahon. I think he's got a <laughs> future. He's a football player, so he's got he's got he's a Division One football player. Yeah, yeah, he? he's got to have some girth to him. So he's playing in Indiana, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. He's a Big Ten scholarship football player. He's obviously a decent athlete. Okay. 
So D-Clan McMahon might be who they're building. And that might be the one to knock off Roman. There Maybe that's what they're waiting I for. I like it. I like it. Does he have Bama bangs? I feel like he would. Even uh, I didn't. I, I can't. Well, let's see. Declan. It's 20 years out of style, but I feel like he would have Bama uh, no, bangs. No, but see, like they're kind of, they're, so the, the ba- but like the mullets are in. No, he's got a mullet. Yeah. He's got like a mullet. Mullets are in? Oh, yeah. 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 I didn't know that. Yep. Okay, I didn't. I wasn't aware that mullets were. Yeah, back. he's got like a. There's a certain type of mullet that he has. You'll, you'll see it if you look up Declan McMahon. So is he a meathead or? Uh, he can, I, just judging by his his Indiana picture, he doesn't look like a meathead. Okay. He kind of looks like a dork. Uh, not, not in a good. I mean, like you know what I mean. Uh, is he a preppy football player? Uh, he kind of looks a, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit more of the preppy football player than the. Oh, they're, they're like the curly mullet. The curly like, mullets. Yeah, yeah. Like the flowy locks mullet like yeah, with the yeah, fucking yeah. long in the back. D-clan you see what I mean? Man. He doesn't look like a, he's not like a, a jock, but. No, he don't strike me as a meathead. No, no he's not a meathead he, jock. He's half the size of Shane. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, yeah. That's, How'd this kid get a fucking, are I we don't sure know. he's playing it for the Indiana <laughs> Hoosiers? A, there's a picture of him wearing, maybe I thought they were going to get free peacock or something like that. So I don't know what our Marissa, what Marissa called in a favor. What position does he play? I have to know now. Hold on. Is he in uh, the sports reference database? Did he play this year? <laughs> I don't know. Declan McMahon, <laughs> McMahon sports reference. Let's see. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, he's got a profile. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he's a he's a running back, but it doesn't look like he played. Okay. Red shirt. Little no red shirt year. Yeah. No stats for Declan McMahon. Mm. So he's waiting to get on the stat sheet. But uh, are we sure he's scholarship? Yeah, he I, I guess just... that's now a good question is, is he scholarship or is he just right? one of those unfortunate non-scholarship uh, football players? I'll just take some hits for Walk on <laughs> maybe and... you'll give me a <laughs> scholarship. Probably not. Like, yeah, I don't know. Rudy, Rudy Rudiger. Yeah, right. right. Uh, uh, no, good for good uh, for Declan. So. Declan. Aurora. Maybe Aurora Rose is going to be the one to... Uh, Maybe. Break gender norms and, and and beat the tribal chief. So, oh, there's dozens of people on Twitter who would enjoy that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Doesn't look like he plays. Oh well, there's a Rogan McMahon. A Rogan, Rogan is that also a Shane spawn? Looks like it. Yeah. Okay, Rogan, Rogan and Declan. Oh, boy, Kenyan Rogan, Ugh. Declan, D Clan. Uh, and Christopher. Wow, he, he drew the long straw, huh? <laughs> Christopher. They're like, what do you want to name this one? Uh, Chris, <laughs> whatever. Who cares? Yeah. He'll be wiping that brow at some point. Like, I got away with that one. I could have yeah. been D-Clan. Declan Rogan. What was the other one? Kenyon. Kenyon. Kenyon like the, like, like you, what you would call someone from Kenya. Kenyon. Oh, it's not like Kenyon Martin. It's like. No. K-E-Y-A-N. K E N Y A N Kenyan, like wow. he's a Kenyan. Oh, that, yeah, like right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Like he's from Kenya. Ah. and then then Rogan and D Clan, <laughs> and then Chris, and then Chris, and then Chris, and then Chris. Marissa was like, "All right, no, enough of these dumb names. We need to have one kid that Chris." Yeah, <laughs> poor Chris. All right, not poor. Chris. No, no, Chris. I, no. Chris. Yeah. Chris got the got Chris. The, yeah. that, that timeless name. Chris will be in forty years. You can still be called Chris, and nobody's going to. Uh, I was going to laugh at you. So, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Sue Williams says Rudy was offsides. He was. Rudy was fucking offsides. A cheater. <laughs> Wasn't true. the real life Rudy to fucking asshole and everybody hated him? Uh, he's been in jail. 
Um, he was also like a, a just a little shit, and everybody just fucking thought he was annoying, right? If I remember, I love Rudy was offside. Well, I mean, that wasn't that wasn't all that wasn't all that different from the movie, to be completely honest. Yeah, he was kind of a little shithead in the movie, wasn't he? He's a little shithead. Yeah, he's showing up all the other walk-ons. Remember, remember, remember his one buddy, the other walk-on, was like, "Hey, man, you got you're showing us, you're making the rest of us look bad." Like you want to get your ass kicked to practice every day. That's great, but now they expect all the right, to do right, this. right. Now we all gotta, you know. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah it, it, they kind of got that across in the movie. I thought, you know, and then he was getting the varsity, like the scholarship guys, in trouble because they were going easy on him because they didn't want him to die. And then uh, the coaches were getting mad at those guys, and yeah. So I think they really they threw got the whole that. culture. Yeah, you know, they threw the whole culture for a loop. And, and Joe Montana, who was on that team, he always says, like, look, man, half of us didn't even know who he was. Like, it wasn't this <laughs> right, thing. Yeah, where it's like, like, yeah, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, like it wasn't this thing. Like, like they're slapping the jerseys on the desk. Like, that never happened. You know, it, it's a good scene in the movie. Oh, of course. Like, yeah, it, yeah. It's, all, it's all a movie. But, yeah, the idea that, like. But Joe Montana is always like, look, half of us didn't know who this yeah, guy he, was. He, Joe Montana's on another field just tossing beautiful, you know, passes <laughs> yeah, all over yeah. the place. And, and Rudy's out there, you know, <laughs> jumping in the dirt and rolling around to try to earn a spot. Defensive yeah. End. Yeah. yeah, scout team defensive end. Yeah, it's the, yeah. So it's like, you know, it, it wasn't. And, and the crowd didn't chant his name and all that shit. So, but, you know. um. So yeah, I th- I think yeah he was considered like a little fucking shithead. Um, they probably just stuck him in the game to shut him up. He- he's probably one of those guys. I know when I played football, there was always like one bench guy who would who was like attached to the coach's hip and like just because he's like begging to get in the game in the coach's ear and like he that was probably Rudy. Like you know he just uh you know who who was it uh uh it wasn't Ara Parsegan right. Like Ara, didn't Ara Parsegan? I have no lead. idea what you're talking about. His coach at Notre Dame, Dan Devine. Dan Devine took over because Ara Parsegan promised he was going to play him, and then Parsegan left, and Dan Devine took over as head coach, and he didn't have a deal with Rudy, so that was the drama in the movie. Oh, is the new coach? Oh, right, right, the... right. Okay, I don't right. know. I didn't and know it... if that was actually real or or part of the movie. So. No, it was. Dan Devine took over that year. Yeah. Ara Parsegan, of course, legendary Notre Dame head coach. He he promises he's going to play Rudy. He leaves. Because Dan Devine, the real-life Dan Devine, was like, they made me a dick in this movie. Like, I told the kid I'll just put him in. Like, <laughs> but, but they needed a heel, and I didn't appreciate that. Like, if you Google that, he's, like, annoyed that everyone thinks that, that he's an asshole. I think he's dead now. But, um. Yeah, so there was a lot of creative liberties taken with uh, with Rudy. We done with Survivor Series? I think we are done with Survivor Series. So uh, we will move on to some other topics here. Uh, real quick, uh, William Regal, latest on him. Uh, ever-changing, evolving story. Nobody really seems to know exactly what's going on. I just wanted to get this in here real quick. Uh, so after last week's angle on Dynamite, obviously the the Thanksgiving Dynamite, some speculated maybe a write-off for Regal. It seemed kind of weird. You know, Moxie saying, hey, you know, keep walking and I don't want to see you ever again. Uh, Regal did come back, obviously, this week on Dynamite. Uh, Triple H did tweet a video of William Regal screaming war games on, on Saturday. So that kind of made people say, oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Maybe there is something a little bit here. Uh, and then this week on Dynamite, MJF obviously turned on Regal, sent him out on a stretcher. Uh, Fightful Select, uh, they had a note today that said talent believes that a- uh, that Regal's AEW deal could be up in December this year. Uh, Mike Johnson, PW Insider, had another report that seemed to indicate pretty heavily 
uh, that Regal is WWE bound. He said, quote, all signs are that William Regal will be World Wrestling Entertainment bound shortly. Although we have heard nothing official from the company, there have been rumblings within WWE of late about Regal returning in a backstage role. That would mean Regal will be exiting AEW, where it certainly appeared that he was ridden out of storylines last night, having been attacked by champion MJF. Uh, and Dave Meltzer said, everybody's going to think Regal's leaving, and he might be. There's stuff I can't say, but, you know, it's like whatever. The three-year contract is. There's something up here. It's certainly a possibility that he's going back. So. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I thought the thing at Dynamite Thanksgiving week was a write-off. And I saw a lot of people be like, no, 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 that fits the story. There was a tone to it, and there was a th- there was just a thing. I, maybe it was being there live. Maybe it came across different on TV. But being there live, it, it I don't know. It, it To me, immediately that, I was like, this guy's gone. This guy's going back to WWE. I, I don't know why. I just had a feeling about it. And I was kind of surprised that more people didn't have that feeling during the Moxley stuff, but now it seems everybody has that feeling after this MJF stuff. I think that, okay, first of all, I don't know anything. Um, I presume you don't know anything. Um, Really, nobody knows anything because, you know, like Dave said, he was told something off the record, which totally lines up with sometimes how, um, you know, Tony Khan will communicate. And, you know, I, you, you know, he's told me things and said, all right, well, this is off the record. You know, so I, I totally get that that Dave probably knows what's going on, uh, but just, you know, he cannot say. Um, I, so I don't know anything. My feeling on it is that what it feels like to me is Regal is probably under contract or was under contract for much longer than. Uh, you know, because he only he only showed up in March or something. Yeah, March or April. There, I yeah, it, it's not been less long. than a year. So, but now that Triple H is back and his son is there and everything, he probably my my feeling is he may have had a discussion with Tony Khan and said, "Look, I'd rather be there for a variety of reasons. Can we work something out?" And Khan is in a position where he can't be letting people out of contracts right now. If I were Tony Khan, I wouldn't let anybody out of a contract. And he hasn't, um, you know, unless it was some weird extenuating circumstance that had nothing to do with wrestling uh, or something. But um, I wouldn't let any, you're in the middle of a wrestling war. It's a bad look. You can't let people out of contracts because then it opens the floodgates. You set a precedent. So it seems possible to me that maybe they're trying to work out a deal where he'll let him out early, whether that's whether it was a one-year contract and then Meltzer said it was a three-year contract, however long the contract really is. And maybe my, you know, Mike Johnson's obviously been tipped off to December as a potential date of him exiting. Maybe it's a situation where, where Khan is trying to work something out where, okay, I'll let you out of this deal, but you can't appear on TV for the duration of the right, right, right. Because that's a bad look. Now, if you want to go take an office job and not appear on TV, and cut some promo that's, you know, uh, some, you know, that's probably what they'd look to avoid while, you know, trying to make the guy, you know, happy and, 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 and let him go do his deal. And, you know, but that, again, that's a hundred percent speculation on my part. Right, right. I know, I don't know, I don't know anything either. I didn't respond when you said, do you know anything? And, and yeah, I meant to say, no, I, I don't know. We, we, we don't know anything. Yeah. I, I don't know when his contract's up. I don't know if he's going. I don't know if he's staying. I have no idea about that. But just speculating by how things have it, like when that promo happened on last week's Dynamite, I my initial my antennas went up immediately. And then 
Dave was really weird about it on the, the the following days, you know, Wrestling Observer Radio being like, yeah, it wasn't a runoff, but maybe it was. Or, you know, he was kind of hemming and hawing about it. And then little by little, things started kind of popping up a little bit more. This weekend, you get the, the Triple H video. And then now this week, the write-off. And now it seems like everybody is, is starting to say, yeah, something's something is up here. Something is going on. And, and, and I'm with you. I think that there's probably, and again, pure speculation. I have no idea what conversations were had. I have no idea what's going on. But... I would guess similar to what you said that Regal probably came into the office and said, Hey, look, um, you know, it, it, I, I want to go back there. What, what can I do or what can we do to accommodate that? Like, you know, and, and, and I see people say like, you're in a wrestling war, tell him to go fuck himself. But there, there's, there's a time and a place to do that. And there's a reason to do that. But like, I think if this guy is truly going to be unhappy and you're not going to get any benefit from him, if you can get him to, like you said, agree to, hey, okay, you know what? If you're if you want to go back there, I don't want to keep you from going back there, but we have a contract and you can't appear on their television. You can work backstage. You can do whatever the hell you want, but you can't be on their television because I signed you with a contract and I'm letting you out of this contract. But with yeah. the, with with somewhat of a no, whether it be a no complete or whatever you would do in the, or no compete, whatever you would do in that contract you can't just let this guy waltz on NXT television, you know, in two days like that. that you can't do that. Cause that looks like that. Look, that's a bad look. Cause then you also have then the other guys like, you know, Alistair black and those guys that are like, well, what the fuck? Like I tried to get out. You told me I couldn't leave. Like why well, you let that guy leave. So there, you have to do something right. You have to, you have to honor you. You need to make sure that we regal honors some aspect of your contract in some way. There's also, I, and I, again, I've seen a lot of people say, well, just tell him to go fuck himself too bad. Do you really want this guy hanging around if you he doesn't want to be there and he's got friends in the other company? I don't mean that like I don't know that Regal would be a stooge. I'm not saying that, but like I don't know. What is that something you really wanna to prove a point? Have that guy hang around and be miserable and, and suck? Yeah, I mean, it's a little different because he's not a wrestler. So that's why I say if you can cut a deal where he can't appear on camera. And, you know, and, and make it be sort of and make it look like a coup for the other side. You can't you can't. That's unacceptable. You can't have that. No, you, you, can't, you can't do that. Yeah. You, that, the, of all things, you cannot let this guy pop back up on NXT in a couple weeks. Yeah, like, he can't, can't be that. on TV in three weeks. Yeah, you can't. You cannot. But if he wants to go work down in Orlando behind the scenes and then, you know, for X amount of time. And, and then he could because you can't keep him off camera forever. You know, that'll never hold up in court and you can't expect someone to take a deal like that. Um, but who knows? This is all speculation. I, I don't know. Maybe he's having a health issue. Maybe, you know, and that would fit under the description of something off the record that that you can't talk about. Right. I mean, so I, I don't know. I mean, you know, um, but 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 Meltzer was also very much. Like if this could end with him staying, you know, he said this could end with, he absolutely could leave, but it also could end with him not leaving. And it's just an issue that I was told off the record and I can't talk about it. So, um, as far as talent thinking his deal is up soon, I mean, you know, talent hears a lot of weird things and spreads a lot of weird things that sometimes aren't true. You have to be careful. Because you, I've talked about this before. You can talk to three different wrestlers about an incident that they were all in the same room for and get three different stories. It's just, it's weird that way. 
you know, and then there's a lot of telephone games. And nobody and- knows when their contracts are up. You know what I mean? Like the other th- like <laughs> the other day, you know, Dax is is, is uh, all over the place doing these, these these fightful interviews or whatnot. And in that interview, people kept sharing that where he says, "I think my contract's up in April." He doesn't even know what his contract's up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they don't yeah. know. Like, it's it's it. The wrestlers, man. Like, yeah. So I I don't know. I mean, you know, I I nobody again. Nobody knows what's going on with that. Um, if the MJF angle was a write-off, it was a pretty effective one. I thought that angle came across great on Dynamite last night. Um, you know, Regal with the blood coming out of his mouth and, you know, they're carting him out. The one thing I'll, I'll say is, you know, Regal turned on Mox, but they never really broke up the Blackpool Combat Club over the last two weeks. You know, obviously Moxley was upset with him. Danielson talked him down. Danielson still very clearly, you know, his whole deal with the story is, you know, Regal did a shitty thing, but he's still someone that I love and respect. He came out there when he got knocked out this week, obviously to set up a match with MJF. That's why MJF brought up Danielson in the promo too. Yeah. He brought up Ricky Starks, Eddie Kingston and Brian Danielson. Obviously those are going to be future opponent. And we are in Starks already is. We know that. So, and this sets up a match with Danielson. He's going to want to seek revenge for Regal. Castagnoli and Utah haven't addressed it at all yet. So, you know, they didn't break up that unit, which was the only thing that gave me pause. Like, oh, there's going to be more to this story because they didn't do an angle to break up the unit or anything like that. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I don't even know if this angle, this MJF angle will be the end because they still have to tie up all those. Le- How can you have the Blackpool Combat Club and the guy's not there anymore? Well, what's the relationship to Blackpool at that point? So, I don't know. I yeah. guess we'll just have to, you know. I think that th- the rumors of him going back are helping him get heat. And I think the, the, the crowds are aware of what's going on. And I think he's getting a little extra vitriol from the crowds because of that. Right. And I think when MJF beat him up this week and the crowd was like happy about it was a little bit Kinda. of that's shock. It was. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I th- th- there was a few people that were kind of like, yeah. And, and yeah. that that worked for the story. I don't know if it worked for the story exactly, but the story, you know, of, of MJF getting his revenge on Regal for him not be, you know, signing him or whatever. Could be it could be seen that way, or it could be seen as like, yeah, fuck that guy, go back to WWE. You know what I mean? So I, it, it's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a good. Uh, I, I think I liked MJF reading back the email, but swapping spots with Regal was yeah. so good. Oh my god, it's just you know. Now that's storytelling I could get behind. Like that's good shit. You know that 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 came full circle, and. You know, and 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 it fit the motivations of the MJF character, and you know he uses the guy, and then when he's through with him, you know he decks him, and then he's still bitter about that fucking email, yeah, yeah. right? And then yeah, he he's got everything, he's got everything, but he still wants to get one yep. more over on the guy. A man after my own heart, petty for no fucking reason anymore. Still like, yeah, motherfucker, remember when you sent me this email? Go to hell, you know. Yeah, he's got everything. He's yeah. got his belt. He's got the. He's the top guy. He's won all the time, but he's still pissed about that fucking email from ten years ago or whatever. So I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so that is the William Regal stuff. Um, yeah, and that's uh, yeah. I think it's now time to probably get to the uh, the 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 New Japan All Japan stuff. Uh, we talked about flagship Patreon a little bit earlier. I don't know if do we have to do a heavy plug on that again. Uh, flagshippatreon.com, five dollar tier, ten dollar tier. 
Uh, plenty of, of do. plenty of great stuff going up there right now. We got the Halloween Havoc happenings. I finally finished that, even though it's late November. Uh, we got busy with the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame stuff, but I wanted to complete that series. It is completed. Uh, you're going to get a new series starting very, very soon. Christmas time with the captain. We're going to go over Christmas-related wrestling matches, Christmas-related wrestling events, Christmas-related wrestling wrestlers. Santa Claus will be covered for sure. Christmas Creature will be covered. So it'll all be Christmas-themed wrestling stuff uh, for the month of December there. So uh, that's what I have going on. Uh, Goldberg 173 and 1 will also be wrapping that series up uh, as uh, we got to do November, which that'll be out in the next couple days. And then we do December where Goldberg loses to Kevin Nash and uh, all the the fallout of that and everything else going on there. So that is all available. $5 tier uh, Instant Reaction Lives. That's on the $10 tier. Uh, you, Thursday TV reviews, the Thursday Dynamite reviews. You did a great one. Uh, so I've heard, I've not listened to it yet, but so I've heard a very good, it's got a lot of comments. I'm not looking at the comments cause I don't want to, uh, well, I guess you spoiled me already on what the thing was that you were upset Look, about, but I know. And you know, when the audio is great. Yeah. Trust me. That's a great show. That's a great show. This week's review. I know when it's great. That's great. This show right now is great. I feel like this is a great show that we're having right this second. This is going to be a show that. People are really going to enjoy. And I know that that Dynamite review was a great show. Anyway, you make it to me. So you got that. So that's at the $5 tier uh, as well. All of our written stuff is on the $10 tier. NFL Intelligentsia Week 12 recap just got posted a couple days ago. Uh, so you got that. All these flagship lives. If you're not listening to the flagship live, you can listen to it live uh, for $10. Uh, make sure you get on there. $10 per month. Also, your uh, weekly match of the week. Uh, this week was Big Van Vader versus Crusher Bam Bam Bigelow from uh, September 5th, 1988. Uh, and plenty of other just hours upon hours upon hours of audio. And now at this point, so many, the archives are what, four years deep at this point? We yeah. had a guy the other day that was like, hey, what should I listen to? And I was like, oh God, like how do I even begin to tell you all this shit that we've done so far uh, over the last? Because he's like, hey, I just subscribed and like I, you got a lot of stuff. Where should I start? And it's like, I, dude, I don't even know. Man, just click the fucking tags and look around. Yeah. I, yeah. It's just, uh, you know, whatever tickles your fancy. Um, yeah. But I, I tell you, writing up that little write up I did for, for uh, Bigelow and Vader, that's a, that's a handheld. A lot of handhelds from the 80s are emerging in from New Japan being uploaded by Japanese uploaders. And it's great. I mean, because we're seeing some stuff that, was just assumed to be lost to history, right? These non-televised, non-taped New Japan shows. And there's these handhelds from crowds popping up. And Vader Bigelow That's amazing. Was Can you just imagine just stumbling upon your tape, your VHS tape of Bigelow and Crusher Band? You know, like Big yeah. Man Vader. Like somebody in Japan was just like looking through tapes and was like, oh. Yeah, it's. I don't know if it's all the same uploader, but so much of this great, assumed to be unfilmed footage is popping up on these handhelds, which gives you hope that there's just so much other stuff out there all over the world that someone had a camcorder and, and, and put it on tape and then it could pop. Cause who would think that these matches from the late eighties would in the early eighties, uh, in some cases there's like young lion matches with, you know, there was a, uh, a, a KG Muto versus uh, Masahiro Chono, I believe, Young Lion match from like 82 or 83 that popped up about a year ago. There's just so much great stuff. And and this was one of those handhelds that popped up. And and as I was doing the write-up for it, um, what I, what had there's two things that really didn't occur to me when I was writing about Vader and Bigelow's careers 
Um, and the first was, you know, Vader in a lot of ways replaced Bigelow in New Japan. You know, and and I, I never really thought of it that way because Bigelow came in in '87 before Vader, and immediately was shot to the top yeah. to work mm-hmm. with Anoki, and everywhere Bigelow went, he was shot straight to the top. His first WWF run when he left New Japan, shot straight to the top. You know, that Survivor Series match where really, you know, Hogan got eliminated before he did, and then he was three versus one. And Bigelow had to make the big comeback and he beat two guys, but then, you know, Andre beat him in the end because they were keeping the Andre Hogan thing hot for WrestleMania four. Um, but you know, and then he, he worked all the main of, he worked house show main events with Hogan until the roster turned on him. He got a lot of heat with the roster and Andre didn't like him, and, and he eventually quit, but everywhere Bam Bam Bigelow went, he was a prodigy in those days. He got pushed to the top. So he went right to the top of new Japan left for WWF. They bring in Vader at the end of I want to was it whether it was eighty eight or eighty nine I can't remember that December you know the squash match against Anoki, which caused the riot which got them kicked out of Sumo Hall, okay, uh, until eighty nine so that match had to be um, the end of eighty eighty eight I can't remember it doesn't matter but Vader came in after Bigelow, and then he got shot straight to the top they did the angle with Anoki and then he was working with Anoki on top and then when Bigelow came back. That's where this handhold come, handheld comes in. They put Bigelow and Vader against each other for a couple of matches when Bigelow first came back because it was like the old Gaijin monster versus the new Gaijin right, monster. Right, right, right. And they did these great, like, double count out. You know, nobody, you know, they didn't do clean finishes. And that's, you know, this match, I think, is a double count out, uh, the one that I wrote up. But, um, but then Vader who started around the same time, like Bigelow started on the East coast around 85, 86 Vader started in the Midwest around 86, you know, with the AWA and Bigelow was on the East coast, you know, Paul Heyman had his claws in him early on. And, uh, you know, Larry Sharp was taking him around to all the territories, you know, uh, Memphis, probably the most prominent one, but he was also crusher Yurkoff in, in, in Dallas. And, um, you know, so they kind of, were both prodigies at the same time and considered hot prospects. And they both got booked for new Japan basically within the first year or two of their careers, which was unheard of and, and to not only get booked, but to get, you know, pushed to the top with Anoki. But those guys were tailor made Anoki opponents. Like, you know, he wanted to work with those guys and, you know, and beat them and look like, you know, fucking Anoki. You know, yeah, that's, yeah, that, that's Anoki shit so, completely. Both those guys. So, Vader really replaced Bigelow and then Bigelow came back and they wrestled each other in some singles and that's the handheld that's up. And, and then they ended up coming together as a team and they would team on and off for the next few years. But yeah, that's Vader how really, I knew them mostly. I, I, I never knew that they had straight up singles matches. No, no one did. I mean, none of them are on tape. I don't think. And this, you know, and, um, or maybe one of them was, but so, so then Vader kind of just blew past them in terms of, being pushed all over the world and you know it was around that time where he had world titles on three different in three different countries the uwa title in mexico and you know the the uh and then japan and in the united states um with uh you know wcw so he kind of you know bigelow kind of meandered for a while and then he got the big opportunity at wrestlemania against lawrence taylor and and a lot of people thought that he did such a great job in that match that he should have earned himself a push 
and he may have, except that he got on the wrong side of the click. Yeah, the click didn't like him, so that didn't. Uh, so didn't so politics again got in the way of his second WWF run. So that was never really what it could have been, even though he did headline at WrestleMania, which is something that Vader ultimately never did. Right, right, and Vader also run amok of the uh, the click very quickly in his yes. in his time in WWF as well. So. Yes, but it's interesting how their careers kind of, and I never thought of it that way. They started at the same time in two different parts of the country. Both got pushed immediately everywhere they went. Both made it in New Japan instantly and were put in feuds and, you know, with Anoki. And um, then their careers kind of, you know, Vader became an all-time legend and a Hall of Famer. And Bigelow never quite got there. You know, he was still a major star in all of that. And, and, but, the problem with Bigelow is he never went back to Japan. Uh, and And... Where, where Vader was able to get that little second post WWF Renaissance run, which wasn't as good as the, but it was still pretty solid. Like he, because the the WWF stuff was awful. Like by the end, it was just terrible. And like the 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 gimmick was that he was, I mean, he literally on TV, I think, or on pay per view, was like, "I'm a fat piece of shit," you know, I suck or whatever. And it's like, all right, that's gonna it's gonna work pretty well. Uh, and then he leaves, and obviously he gets that little second run in Japan. Whereas Bigelow, you know, he goes to, and I, I'm I'm covering that right now in the Goldberg 173 and one. He comes to WCW, and it's like they put him again, shoot him right to. The, he's facing Goldberg like right out of the gates in big time main event stuff, and it's really really cool but it peters out very fast and it's really just they're using Bam Bam Bigelow as a way to kind of build up heat on Goldberg to get him ready for Kevin Nash or whatever and then once that's done Bigelow just kind of hangs around then he just starts becoming like guy total just oh he's just just like hitting he becomes a hardcore especially in that era like the awful like you know shopping cart hardcore matches where they come out and just hit each other with trash can lids for you know five minutes on, on on nitro or whatever and then that's kind yeah. of the end of his career at that point which sucks because it like he never got that that last gasp run he just he just and yeah and, and and vader had the second life in noah right where he revamped his career and 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 you know after the wwf run he he had that second sort of uh, act in his career bigelow of course you know he had the nice run in ecw because you know paul Heyman booked Bigelow for his first match in the, the studio 54 thing where he got all the guys from Crockett, you know, flair to came up and Magnum TA and, and, you know, they, and, and cause Heyman was, uh, you know, a promoter at studio 54 at that time. And, you know, he, he, he got them to host this wrestling event and, and he was in on Vader. He was in on Bigelow from literally the jump. And whenever he had an opportunity, he would hook back up with Bigelow and Bigelow, was working in America in between New Japan tours, he would work the WCW shows in 88 when, you know, and I'm sure Heyman had a hand in getting him in. And then, you know, he obviously brought him into ECW and he had the very memorable feud with Taz. When Heyman was booking Windy City Wrestling, he would book Bigelow to come in and work those Windy City Wrestling shows when Heyman was there with, you know, um, with the New Midnight Express and everything and, and was booking that promotion briefly so Heyman was always closely tied and in a lot of ways this was the second thing that i realized when i was writing this up bam bam bigelow was the first paul Heyman guy when you really look at it from yeah that like standpoint. og a real og paul Heyman guy yeah like 80, 85 85 86 1985 paul you know guy, so yeah. and 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 Heyman, whenever he had an opportunity used them for the rest of his career and pushed them and believed in them so that's something I had never thought about, but that is the absolute truth. Bam Bam Bigelow was the first Paul Heyman guy, you know, and, and Larry Sharp's prize student. And that really made the reputation of the Monster Factory. I mean, Bam Bam wasn't the first guy to come out of that place. 
but to this day, Larry Sharp's been dead for years. But when people talk about the and it's different bam, owners, bam. And, yeah, bam bam, yeah, bam bam, bam bam, yeah, that's what I meant. So when people talk about the Monster Factory to this day, they think of Bam Bam Bigelow coming out of there, you know. And Larry Sharp took him around to these territories and 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 acted as both his on screen and off screen manager, you know, and and you know and brought him to Memphis and. And, and Dallas and and I don't know if he managed him in Dallas though because he did the, the the Russian gimmick in Dallas and on Young Rock where they totally fuck up every storyline and ever all the timelines they claim that Bigelow was Crusher Yurkov in Memphis which he was not oh he no was, <laughs> god damn it and, you know th- th- I've heard you, that you, show I know I've I've heard that if I watch it I'll just get infuriated so I've never watched it you got to see the actor they got to play Bam Bam on that show though. I mean, you're like, holy shit, is he is he not dead? Let's it's see, incredible. Because most of the actors are horrific. Like the mankind guy is like, he look, yeah, okay. Let me let me look at Young Rock, Bam Bam Bigelow guy. Let's see. Whoa! <laughs> when you watch the clips, he has holy the whole shit. Like, that guy rocks. Yeah, he's he's got the whole South Jersey dirtbag accent. Down. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. Yeah, he look. This guy looks great. Yeah, they, they really did. A a great a great great job casting the big low for Memphis, but he was big low. He was not Crusher Yurkov in Memphis. Um, that was Dallas, I think. Let me double check that. Yeah, he was Crusher Yurkov in Dallas. Like I saw one clip oh, and the guy they had for like Andre. I'm just like, get the fuck out of here! I'm done already. <laughs> some of them are really good. Um, yeah, you don't like Colt Cabana as Brooklyn Brawler? Uh, no, that one's all right. That one's fine. <laughs> Or uh, the Undertaker um, one was so bad. <laughs> that one was bad. How about Luke Hawks as Stone Cold? Oh uh, yeah, I like a little Luke Hawks. Yeah, Hawks, uh, Hawks, Ari, Hawks, Ari. Yeah, shaved head. Um, but anyway, that that yeah. write up, that write up is is uh, that was the match of the week, and I did a, a fairly one of my longer write ups for that one for that big low. Because as I was writing about the stupid little match, I realized there's a lot of history there and a lot of parallels between their careers and everything. So. You know, I just kept going with it, and um, you know, so it, the write-ups vary. Sometimes they're short, and it's just about you know that match in a vacuum. And other times, you know, I like to give a little history behind it and and a little career retrospective and stuff. So, um, that was the match of the week this week, anyway. So there you go. That is all available. Patreon or yeah, yeah, that's all available. Flagship Patreon.com, Patreon.com slash Voices Wrestling, Voices of Wrestling dot com slash patreon all right so that is all there uh, let's get to these year-end tournaments here we'll start with new japan's world tag league uh we talked about this a couple weeks ago when when they first announced this but this is running obviously from november 21st uh to december 14th winners advance to the iwgp tag team title match uh, at wrestle kingdom as of right now standings as of we're recording this it's going live 12-1. I know there's a show this morning or tonight, however you want to say it, or tomorrow morning or whatever. So some of these numbers are going to be out of date, but uh, as it stands right now, Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis, Aussie if Open. You're, okay, hold on. If you're a subscriber and you're looking at the run sheet, yeah, that's one show out of date. Aussie Open are still undefeated, though. They, they're they 4-0. They beat Evil and Ujiro on the 30th, so they have eight points. They're still in first place. Oh, shoot. Okay, so all these are, these are all wrong then, huh? Yeah, no, yeah, I can give it to you. So they have. Right, go a, ahead, yeah, because I, I had these, and I guess, yeah, I I didn't update from the last show. Okay, go and ahead. That's the big story. Aussie Open's getting the big push out of the gate because they're introducing them to the Japanese audience, and we've seen Gato book tournaments like that before. So uh, they're in first place with eight. And they've points, been good. They, they've been good too. Well, well, well deserved. Yeah, eight good. points. They they've been having great matches. That well, the one with uh, Goto and Yoshihashi. I love that match. 
Yeah, they have been good. Um, Archer and Suzuki, who of course won it in 2011, they've got six, uh, so three and one. TMDK have six. Uh, Mad Mikey Nichols and Shane Haste. They are working heel, and this is not <laughs> the Noah version. They, I, I like what they're doing. They're they're working with they're an fine. edge. They're shit talking. Um, I've enjoyed. I've liked them a lot. It sounds like I've liked them more than you have. A I, little I bit think, more. They're not as bad. They're not as bad. But they're. they're I don't know. They're they're fine. They're d- different than what they were before in Japan, for sure. It's it's. They're not doing the fiery babyface TMDK thing that they that they were doing in Noah. They they are firmly working heel. Then there's a bunch of teams with four points. Uh, we are told in the chat, breaking news, that Chase Owens has left the tour due for a funeral, a death in the family. So it looks like uh, Fale and Owens will, will forfeit the rest of their matches, which could fuck up the booking. Oh, so shoot. Yeah. We'll have to take a look at who they had left on the docket. Yeah. They, let me, let me have... fire that up real quick while you're uh, you're going through to see. Yeah. yeah that's, so that's it always. It's I, like it's a team that wasn't going to win, which obviously like it doesn't affect that, but it affects like how you want to book the rest of the way because no, yeah. it fucks everything up because if they were supposed to, beat Oh, and there's someone, so many, I forget. There's a lot of matches left on this thing. Yeah. There's five, each have five matches left. There are only four matches in. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah. They had, man. Yeah. It's going to so, suck. <laughs> Shit. That's the worst nightmare when someone gets hurt or has to leave the tour. Cause you got to rebook everything. Cause even though they weren't going to be factors, they may have had an upset somewhere later that was going to keep another team out of the mix. You right, know what I mean? Right, right, just, yeah. It's a cascading series of, of, um, of problems when, when that happens. So, but anyway, they were one of the teams with four, you know, Hanari and Okan and um, Tanahashi and Yano. And uh, from what I've seen, you know, all, all the matches are, are, are okay. I, I don't, have you seen any that you think are standouts that that people nah, have to watch? No, I, I don't really. think so either. I would I say maybe the Aussie Open Yoshihashi Goto match is like pretty good. Um, yeah, that's probably my favorite match of the tournament. But I'm usually never that inspired by World Tag League, and this year in particular, it's really tough to get inspired by because there's still there's still a lot of crowds that aren't quite there yet, and even the crowds that are allowed to cheer are still just kind of clapping more than cheering or whatever. So I don't know. It hasn't quite felt like. I, I don't know. It's world tag league. Like it's hard to get excited about it in a normal circumstances, but you know, in this still weird Japan, it, it, it's it's been tough. I gotta tell you, and I, I'm not jumping ahead, but the the all Japan real world, you know, they they worked cork in the first couple nights, and then they went to the first ring, that tiny building that holds like 200 people, but those fans were allowed to cheer, and my God, the energy, and remember, there's only like 200 fans. The difference in energy. I'm gonna have to watch that show. I I, I did not see that one, but I should. I should. I, it was so drastic, and you can tell that the workers feel it and work harder because of it. These guys in Japan are starving to work in front of crowds that can cheer, and that whole show just had a pep in it. And you know, all Japan—that's the sleepiest lack of energy promotion around. That show had a real energy to it, and it it trickled, and the the wrestlers were energetic and. And I I almost skipped that show because it's the dumb first ring with 200. But, but I'm glad I watched it. I, I really enjoyed it. And there was such a drastic difference between that and these Corican crowds that are, you know, everybody's wearing a mask and they're just clapping. And 
400, you know, 500 people, whatever it is there. But um, some of these New Japan shows, too, have, you know, real crowds. It's just the Tokyo Dome's not going to have cheering crowds, which, again, is fucking sucks. I mean, what is this, three straight years of that now? Yeah. Or mm-hmm. I guess 21, 20, 22, and 23. Yeah, yep. that's the third straight year. And, um, man, that Kenny Omega Will Ospreay match with, with Clap Crowd, it's just such a shame. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's an all time, that's one of the few dream matches left on the table. And it's going to, it has a chance to be an all time great match. And it's just fucking bullshit, Clap Crowd fucking horse shit. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's irritating. In an but, echoey, um, in an echoey, you know, it's not even like it's going to be it'll echo and it'll be all yeah, weird. Yeah. Stupid dome. It's just a, the atmosphere stinks. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that, that's really a shame. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I've gotten to the point where the first couple shows I watched every match because you want to get a feel for it. And then now there's a lot of liberal skipping going on. Like, I'm not wasting a second of my time on on Evil and Yujiro anymore. I'm not wasting a second of my time on, um, you know, like with, with the juniors, Rusuke Taguchi instant skip. Oh. Sorry, Clark Connors. <laughs> so you know, Yeah, I feel bad for the uh, the, the – uh... Australian Outback, uh, Clark Connors, but yeah, the, do, 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 is an immediate finished uh, show in Dick Togo instant skip. I've, you know, they, not, they, they, their, their act is it's making me, it, it, it just like, it's fun to watch it like once or twice, but yeah, it, it starts to wear on you a little bit, it, it, but I, I've maybe enjoyed it a little bit more than, than I thought I would. So, um, you know, there's stuff that you can skip around as far as the junior tournament. I mean, you know, they, it, what's interesting to me is TJP and Akira, the good Italian boy, Catch-22, as they're calling themselves now, uh, they've had the best match on this tour. And that was the main event of the very first show, which was uh, it was Catch-22 versus Yo and Leo Rush. I went four and a half on that. I thought that was one of the best tag team matches of the year. I mean, right up there with maybe a notch below the FTR Briscoe matches. Maybe a notch below FTR Aussie Open, maybe. But to me, a lot closer than you might think. I mean, that was a legitimately great match that I strongly recommend everybody listening to carve some time out for. Yeah, it was good as hell. And those guys are just, I mean, they're a different level of, of like good pro wrestlers. You know what I mean? Like, especially, yeah. uh, especially TJP and Akira. That's just like, a, you, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know how to describe it exactly, but like, those guys just get they're just they're just good wrestlers you know what i mean they're just better djp is a disgustingly good pro yeah, wrestler. yeah he's just annoyingly i don't great. give a shit what you think of him he's obviously a douche on twitter and and he's not the most likable guy i don't care i and i i'm not doing a podcast about nice guys i'm doing a podcast about wrestling he is disgustingly good pro wrestler like it's a it's it's he's so good like everything he does is by the book and great sells his offense, his execution. Um, you know, it, it, it's in terms of bell to bell and Akira had some growing pains when he, and it's not like he looked out of place, but the more tours he works, the better he gets. Leo rush has been fantastic on this tour. We give him a lot of shit. He's in and out of the ring all the time. He has been utterly fantastic. I think they've been the second best team on the tour behind TJP and Akira. But the thing about TJP and Akira 
is they have had the benefit of working the main event on every show. They work the main event. That's true, and they've been getting time, and and that's and that, getting time. Yeah, for sure. And they've worked they've worked the main event of every because they're alternating nights. Yeah, and Aussie's they been getting a lot of main events too, which helps helps their case too. They clearly are being pushed Aussie Open clearly, but they're working the main event on the junior nights, and then on the mixed nights they work the semi underneath the heavyweight main event. The only match so far, and, I've, and I'm one show behind, was when they worked uh, Show and Evil. Not Show and Evil. Show and Dick Togo. Then they went on like second or whatever because, you know, fuck, you know, Show and Dick Togo. But whenever they work a real team, they're in the main event and, and, they're, and they're delivering. I mean, to me, that was the best match of the tour. All their matches have been very good. Yo and Leo Rush, to me, have had a, a very good tour. Um, you know, I've, you know, I've enjoyed most of, I've enjoyed the junior matches better than the heavyweight matches. I think. Oh, I agree. And, and that's usually the case for me as well. I mean, I, I just think the juniors tag league is always a little bit better because there's less like, I mean, showing Dick Togo and, 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 you know, Taguchi and Connors kind of drag it down, but pretty much everybody else. Cause she didn't Kevin Knight's been a pretty fun team. Uh, Kenamoro and Doki are, 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 are solid as hell. I oh, love yeah. Eagles. I love Eagles and Tiger Mask. I, I love that team. Uh, and then, yeah, the top end of it is, you know, Ace Austin, Chris Bay. That's a, a really, really fun team. Chris Bay is really, really good. Uh, TGP and Akira, as you mentioned, those guys are just tremendous wrestlers. So that, that's been great. Crush. Yeah. And, and Zane and Lindemann have been really fun, too. I like those guys a lot. And fucking Bushi and T-Town. Like, there's a lot of talent in that Super Junior. The, there's a lot of meh on the world the, with the heavyweight league. You know what I mean? There's a lot. I mean, Tanahashi's getting weighed down by being with Yano. Uh, Evil and Yujiro is a complete skip. Folly and Owens is a complete skip. Um, yeah, you know, Sonata I mean, you know, kind of bores me to tears these days. Naito, so. Naito, and Sonata, I just they're, they're boring I'm, me to fucking tears. I'm almost yeah. to the point of skip. Yeah, I, right, right. I, I'm I just pretty can't. close. I, so you got them, and then you know some of the other guys are fine, but like you know, I haven't liked the Haste and Nichols as much as you have, so they've kind of been meh. So it's like there's not a whole lot that I love, and that's why like Fletcher or Aussie Open and and, and Goto and Yoshihashi, which is two teams that I've liked a lot of their stuff. When they had a match, I was like, oh, that was great. And they got time. It was the main event, all that sort of stuff. So that was really, really cool. But yeah, by and large, I think I'm with you that I've liked the, the junior tag league a little bit more. Yeah, so let's uh, let's do the old skip-a-roo to the end of the tour here and see how this thing's going to shake out. So let's spoil this for let's everybody. Let's spoil it, yeah. So, by the way, if you're into uh, World Tag League uh, or, or maybe maybe skip ahead a five minutes because we're going to spoil it for you here in a second, and so. then 12 14 is the final final okay so the 12 11 is the last night of the heavyweights aussie open faces Fale and owens so they're going to get man they got to be creative to build drama now because aussie opens just getting two free points on the final night so you know you can't even get them in the ring and tease an upset right that, that, that that's that's a tricky uh, scenario. Yeah. So, and Suzuki Goon, Archer and Suzuki, they've got Coglin and Kid, and they are, there's no way they're losing that. And so they, if they're in the mix at the end, they're going to win on the final night. Um, I don't see anything that jumps out at me as the obvious deciding matches in terms of who's going to work the final two nights later. As far as the juniors go, that would be night 
15, right? The 10th. Yeah, okay. So Akira and TJP face Ace Austin and Chris Bay. That might be for... Yeah, they're both. They're both near the top right now so yeah it's really a, an even split there's like four teams with eight points and then yeah look the other one is leo rush and yo versus bushi and teton oh, okay so yeah those guys will the the winners of those two matches will be in the final right as i look at this well i guess the what's where the strong hearts team right now they also have eight they feel but like they'll probably fall off before that they, final day you know what they're a team that could easily fall off yeah yeah you know, coming from another promotion and all that. and They won't have them in the mix the final night. I, I don't think so, at least. Well, they're facing Dookie and Kanemaru, so they're going to... Well, you know what? That 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 screams upset, honestly. Yeah, that exactly. That's a grimy upset, is what that is. That's Dookie so, with a staff, and then a roll-up. Yeah, that, that's... No, for sure. Yeah, Kanemaru spitting the whiskey in someone's face. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah, that's spitting whiskey, Dookie with the roll-up you know, from behind and holding the tights a yeah. little bit. One, two, three. oh my god, they did it. You know what I mean? Like... Right, so wild hips and House of Torture will mean nothing. Um, and obviously, Kevin Knight and Kushida versus Flying Tiger, that's going to mean nothing. Kevin Knight, it's interesting because halfway through the tour, they gave him a gimmick. Like, he's not a young boy all of a sudden. Like, he started the tour as a young boy. And then on the last show that I watched, he came out with gear and personality. That's bizarre, like to do that in the middle of a tour. But um, yeah, I guess they, did they just think they had to add something to that team because it would be a little bit of a bore if, if they're just, you know, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, they won a match. I thought they were going to go 0-9. But, they, you know, they won a match. So, um, you know, and not even that match. So, you know, they, they, they beat, um, they beat House of Torture, who haven't won a match yet. Togo and Shell. Togo is going to go 0 and 9, it looks like. So, you know, they, so they already had him, had him, they already had his team beat a team that doesn't have any Young Lions on it. And then a couple nights later, he came out with gear. So he's already out of Young Lions status, which is interesting. I didn't expect that. I thought he would just eat nine pins. So, but you know they won't be in the mix. But um, yeah, no. It, look, my advice for both of these tours: a lot of times World Tag League, I'm like, I can't fucking watch this. I'll see you at Wrestle Kingdom. This hasn't been that bad, and the junior matches have all been pretty good. My advice would be: pick out the teams you like and watch all their stuff, and you're not going to be disappointed. Yeah. I, I think uh, what I always do is like what you do. I, the first few nights, I try to watch everything, and then I go, okay. <laughs> Life's too short to watch any more bad luck folly. I'm good. Now I move on. I, I, I've done it. I've, I, I've, just, I've found out what the overall aura is going to be, and now I'm just finding teams and matches and nights yeah. that look fun or good. And you can kind of get an idea of who they're behind, who they're not behind, and how the teams are going to work. Right. Those first couple nights. Yeah. So, but if you just watch the teams that, that you like, you're probably going to like everything, you know, because, you know, everything's been pretty good, you know, unless you're like some evil Yujiro sicko. I mean, but if you like that, then you're probably going to like all that bullshit. So, um, yeah, we'll see. It's a very long tour. Uh, Angry216 so, brings up a very good point in the middle of his chat room. He says, do you think that might be the Kevin Knight thing might be the new directive of fast tracking the young lions? You know, it very well could be. I'm saying, you know, you know what? Fuck it. This up. guy's here. He's with Kushida. Let's give him something that, that let's call him the, yeah. the, what is he? The jet or whatever the hell it is or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm blanking on what it was, but like, yeah, let's get, you know, just let's go. We don't have to sit here and do the black trunks thing for five years. Let's go. Like, 
We got this guy. We know he's good. Just do it. You know, I, I it might be. It's possible, you know, because that it that's from the top. That's from you know the bosses, the big bosses, the suits. So you know that's the salary man directive. So it's it's very you know yeah I. That's definitely plausible. But this thing goes until. You know the final is uh, the fourteenth, right? Yes. Yeah. When when Machine Gunka comes back, bright lights, <laughs> the bright lights of. <laughs> Bright lights. The Sendai Sun Plaza, wherever the hell they're at. I don't know where they're at, but uh, not, think, not the Tokyo they, Dome, not the Dome. Do you think they'd have the balls to pull the rug out again and then do it at Wrestle Kingdom? Uh, ooh. ooh. People got, people are real mad. They get real, problems. real mad. I don't yeah, know you know what? what? They're so mad about. I like, wish they would. You know, I hope they do. I hope they Me do. Me too. Me too. For Shaden Freud reasons. So yeah. people. I hope the, the same promo where Gallows is like, nah, 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 man. We ain't going there for that. <laughs> World tag yeah. ain't shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Man, because this little fucking storyline has angered people. Yeah. Like they're oh, mad. Carl they're, Anderson. All this for Carl Anderson. He's too good for Japan. Yeah. yeah. All this for Carl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All this. You wouldn't, you wouldn't care who otherwise. Yeah, Building a little interest here. You know? I think they've been very creative with a bad situation. Yes. I think all everyone across the board here has done a great job doing their best with this shitty hand. They got dealt two seven offsuit and they're doing their best with this. And and you know, milking this hand and and doing what they can to make the best of this shit situation. So uh and I think it'll be, you know, a stupid little fun match on the fourteenth. Hikaleo will probably squash him. And that'll be that. Happy ending for all. Um, as far as the All Japan, oh, you got anything else on the New Japan? Uh, no, no, no. We can move to All Japan. I think I hit all the major themes there. So the uh, All Japan tournaments. Okay, so the Real World Tag League has been way more interesting than I thought it was going to be. I am up to the twentieth, which means I haven't seen. What's today's date? Today's the first. I haven't seen the eleven twenty three show. Oh, I spoil it for you then, because you have a random Slack message that probably makes absolutely no sense to you whatsoever. Oh, I don't. I don't mind. I, you know, this, you know, it's. Uh, it was more about where the eleven twenty seven show took place. More so, I, there was no spoilers in it, but. Uh, oh, the from the fucking flea market, <laughs> from the farmers market or the flea market or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um. There's a the show on the twenty seventh, which I also haven't seen, is in a flea market, and I heard the atmosphere was pretty. It's great. Good. It's that- awesome. Yeah, it's a fun show because oh. this crowd is into it, and from they start off like they have Kento Miyahara come out first. He opens the show and he does that Kento thing where he's just like he comes out. And he's like, no, 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 you're not loud enough. Be loud. And he's he. It takes him 25 minutes to come to the ring because he's like, no, I'm not getting in that ring until you all start cheering. He does his little arm thing. Well, you know, it it replays like seven times. He's like, no, no, he keeps putting his arms up. And then finally they get going and then he gets in the ring and they have a fucking hell of a match. They go. And then the rest of the night, that crowd's hot. Like they're hot. There's a guy that comes in with daikon radishes at some point. I'm not sure exactly what was going on. There was no commentary. Yeah. Nothing I could understand the commentary anyway, but yeah, it was a hot crowd. And like you said, the guys worked like 
everybody had their working boots on in that show. So that's a really, really fun show. I guess it's in Suwama's hometown and it's like some market that I'm supposed to know about, but whatever. Either way, uh, it's it. At first, you're like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, what has what has all Japan stooped to? This is so bad. There's just a bunch of pallets behind them, but it ends up actually being a pretty fun show. So it's OK. All right. So there's a there's a wreck for that one. And like I said earlier, night two in the Shinkiba first ring, I would recommend uh, that show because it had really great energy. Um, and you know, they did the, um, the GOA, which is Ryuki Honda and Shotaro Ishino. The main event was against, um, Suwama and Masayuki Kono, who's working as Kono, uh, on this tour. I, oddly enough, I forgot that man existed because when Wrestle One, you know, one of them grimy Wrestle yeah, One veterans, yeah, yeah. Muto never brought him in. No, yeah. Like, where did he Noah, go? What did he I guess do? He doesn't have the right allies. He's been working like. Tenru project oh, or something. No. <laughs> but anyway, he's back in the mix here. And I'm like, oh yeah, I, I forgot he it's like some you just forgot he existed. But Ashino, you know, beat Suwama on that show. And that show had great energy in the little building. I, I fully um recommend that show. But the what's going on now is Ashino is now out injured, and a lot of people really felt like they were gonna win Ashino and Honda. Mm-hmm. So this could be a situation where not only you have to rebook, but you have to figure out new winners because a lot of people in the know felt like they were a real threat to win the whole tournament. So that gets messy. You've got some of the other themes. Yuji Nagata's teaming with Yuma Anzai. And if you remember, we talked about this. Nagata loves this kid. Wanted to try to get him to come to New Japan. All Japan got him. Nagata lobbied to work with him in his in his singles match. and and now he's teaming with them here. You could tell Nagata loves this guy. Um, so, and they've been winning matches, even though he's a literal less than 20 match rookie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Inside. So, but we've always, and we talked about it when he debuted a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, that everybody in the universe thinks that this guy is like the dude, everybody in all, and it's just, especially all Japan needs this guy to be the guy. He's so like, yes, they're, they they're putting everything behind this, uh, behind him being the guy, you know, and Nagata, like you said, clearly likes him uh, and is more than willing to help build him up or whatever. So yeah, th- this is full steam ahead for this guy. Uh, they're, they're not going to have him take his, his licks. They need this guy uh, to start becoming a dude pretty soon. So, yeah, so they, um, I fully endorse, you know, they think he's better than the other young, young guys they've had come in, the, the other trainees. And I have no problem with, with just getting behind him. No, now. no, Why go ahead, go for it. Do it. You know, look, I'm not, he's not getting a monster push. I mean, he's eating pins when they lose and things like that. But I'm just saying, um, you know, there's not a situation where he's going to take lumps for three years. I mean, they're, they're going to, they're going to push him a little bit. And the Saitos are back and, and, you know, they're they're doing the voodoo murder gimmick, which I think is perfect for them because look, they're not good. Okay. They've they've so what, they've clearly become big uglies. And I mentioned that when they yes. came back. I was like, they've they've somehow just become like a nineteen eighty six mid Atlantic team where you're like, oh fuck, like look at these guys. And they're just like big uglies. And that's fine. That's that you know what? But one that's but one that but one that's not pushed. Like, right, right. <laughs> yeah. So they're just big, uncoordinated, untalented charisma I mean, they just have nothing going for them. So it sounds like I'm burying them, but making them grimy is the way to go. Right. Keep continuing to try to pretend that they're good is bad. Don't do that. Like, they're not good. Right. They're not going to be good. They're not going to turn around. They're not going to be all suddenly wake up one day and become coordinated, good pro wrestlers. So make them big uglies because they're big and they grew their hair out. Now they got some facial hair. 
They're good at big, they're and they're good at that. You know what I mean? Like they're not bad at being a slow, basic. You know, like you said, voodoo murders is probably the perfect role for those guys. So I, I, it's the first time that I've said yes. This is what you can do with these guys. I never bought in when people are talking. No, 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 no. These guys have talent, or no, no, no. They think that the okay, they might think that these guys are going to be something, but they're not. I can tell you right now, these guys are not going to be something. This now, it's like all right, yes, this is probably where they should be. This role is going to work for them. Yeah, I mean. They're just like the road warriors. If the road warriors had no charisma, no talent, <laughs> yeah. no no athleticism, just take bad, out everything that a, made the road warriors good. Yeah, they're a, like the road a bad, warriors. A bad look and no ability. Right. Like if, if, but other than if, that, they're the road warriors. Other than that, they're just like the road warriors. Um, you know, so um, you know, I, I've enjoyed watching them though because you know, like you said, they're not they're no longer pretending they're anything other than that. So you know, now this thing looks wide open. My boy Cyrus. <laughs> is, is doing a nice job with Ishikawa. Yeah. Look, I don't care. That's an upgrade from 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 uh, from when they tried to put Twin Towers back together. Oh god, and, yeah, yeah. And uh, what's his name is completely shot. I can't think of his name. Uh, Sato Kohei Sato is completely shot. So you know that's you know undoubtedly uh, you know I'm not doing shtick. I think Cyrus is an upgrade from that. So you know I don't think again. Do, do I think he's fantastic no but as a stupid fucking ugly gaijin to bring in and you know and and team with uh uh ishikawa who's completely shot by the way suji ishikawa oh yeah he's look i love me some big dog guy had a lot of great years as a pro wrestler there there was a period there maybe i don't know 2015 to 20 i don't know what years you want to use but there was that one champion carnival where it was as obvious as a ton of bricks that he was no longer had it. And I, that might've been the one right before the pandemic or during the pandemic. And then now he's just completely shot and he doesn't bump. Like he doesn't even pretend to bump. He just, he can't move. He just, uh, you know, he's not moving around real well. And with all of that said, he's still like 10 times better than Kohei Sato. Like Kohei <laughs> yeah, Sato oh, I always say they couldn't bend his knees. And so, you know, you bring in Cyrus and he's like, you know, the workhorse. And, and that's Cyrus. You could tell that he appreciates the fact that he's getting all these Japan tours. Yeah. And Big Ugly's so, rule. Like, that's the thing. Like, wrestling is good if it has ugly dudes. You know what I mean? Like, big, ugly yeah. weirdos are great. Like, I, I have no problem with that. I like that there's a little bit of this going because it makes it feel different. Yeah. 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 For sure. And, you know, and, and they needed new blood. So the Saitos, you know, with the fucking Dream Warriors, you know, they they censor the song on some of the shows. On, <laughs> and then on others, they play it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Give me the docking. I want the docking. That's an important part of the act. Okay? Give me the docking. Or, or give me a suitable replacement like Red Dragon. Give me something that sounds like the docking. So, you know, between those guys and Cyrus and, you know, getting some new blood in there. This Anzai, we'll see if he can become anything. But, you know, wide open tournament right now, especially with the Ashino injury. And it's been uh, a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I tell you, Takuya Nomura, who's teaming with Miyahara, um, look, I've enjoyed a lot of his stuff over the years, but, I mean, he just he's a guy who who he's just – with the black tights and his pudgy body and his stupid bull haircut, like there's just no charisma whatsoever there. You know, it's, it's well, and the problem too, is it becomes like a shining light when you're in there with Kento Miyahara. You know what I mean? Every yeah. night you're in there with Kento Miyahara, who's just like, 
the dude, the man, the guy. He's just oozing stands charisma. Stands out over everybody else. Stands out. The fans love him. He loves the fans. It's it's clearly the representative of the company. And then you know he tags in Nomura, who you know, and I liked I liked Nomura's work though. I will say that yeah. I've liked his he's work an, and everything. Every match work. that I've watched, I really really like with these two. But yeah, he's not that guy. You know, he's not. You cannot in any universe make this guy your top dude. In the company, especially all I mean, you know, and that's why big. That's why he's slumming it up in Big Japan, and and you know, look, if I'm Big Japan, I you know, well, they what even choice hesitate. do you have? Yeah, I mean, what fucking choice do you have at this point? But yeah, but even even they have hesitated over the years to to you know really really turn it up with him. I know he had at least one reign with their big belt, um, but he's mostly been a tag team guy with with Abe, you know, as the astronauts tag team. Which on the rare occasion these days, like ever since. The early days of the pandemic, I haven't really had my eye on Big Japan at all. But on the rare occasion I see an astronauts match, they're excellent a, a tag team. But his lack of charisma really is exemplified on these All Japan shows. And it's not like All Japan is a haven of fucking charismatic fucking superstars. It's Kento Miyahara and a bunch of guys. So I can only imagine how he would come across in a place like Noah, let alone someplace like New Japan or on American TV or something, despite the fact that he's such a good worker. So, you know, I'm not trying to bury the guy. It's just these have been my takeaways as I'm watching this thing. So, you know, and you got the two voodoo murder teams and, you know, it's it's uh, some of that stuff I can I can do without. But it hasn't been overbearing the way that that the House of Torture stuff has been on the other tour. As far as the junior battle of glory, I mean, do we really have to do this thing every year? I, <laughs> I, I couldn't believe when I saw the lineup and it's just like, what the fuck's the point? I it's mean, just these six dudes and it's just like, all right. All right. I mean, it's, it, you know, it, the matches have been nothing special. No, they haven't been um, very good. You know, I, I'm going to fight my way through it and I'm going to keep watching. Um, you know, Aoyagi is the champ. Uh, you know, I feel like Mike Francesa talking about Florida State versus Maryland in the 2019 NCAA tournament where he did seven minutes on it, even though he had absolutely nothing to say. <laughs> right. You just don't, don't have you to say anything. Segment? I have seen it. Yeah. Yeah. You just don't they're have hot. to. Yeah. You don't have to. They're hot. They're cold. They they, they had some injuries. <laughs> right. they, just generic platitudes about it. The best player has been hot and cold. Uh, you know, he had no idea. No, clue. Saw no clue. Not a fucking clue. He knew nothing about either one of those. He couldn't tell you the coach of either team, <laughs> not a single player. You know, that's me trying to talk about this tournament, except I've watched it all. Right. Yeah. What can you tell me about Dan Tamura and Rising Hayato? And, you know, uh, I could see that neither team winning would surprise me. You know, it, like that. I anyone could win. You know, it wouldn't make sense for Aoyagi to win, I guess, but. Hey, you want to give Dan Tamora that big fucking junior battle of glory push? Go for it. You know, you want to do Hikaru, Hikaru Sato for the 900th time in a title match? Knock yourself out. Uh, you know, I, what do you want me to say about this? Rising Hayato, I can't stand that fucking guy. He's just every fucking annoying, like, Gen Z fucking zenial trait guy. I just, I can't stand his gimmick. Or the way he carries himself, you know. So I, I don't like him. That guy can hit the bricks. Sato, rise right that's up. that's a nine year rivalry with you. 
Yeah, and F, yeah, I mean, he kind of won me over like the last few years. But I mean, do we really need him in another time? This tournament just <laughs> it's dry as a bone. There's no reason for it to exist. Look at this pathetic fucking lineup of juniors. <laughs> it's so bad. Look at this. I would be embarrassed to make this. I would just say we're not doing the junior battle of glory this year. Yeah. When. Yeah, you're trying to get me into Dan tomorrow. That's not going to fire me up. <laughs> You know, I I, yeah, I can't Rio do it. Rio Inoue and Dan Tamora's not doing it for you? Not getting you excited? Rising Hayato, who looks like he belongs in Rattel's. I, I just, I can't. Uh, you know, the, you know, then you got the young guys. I mean, they gave the young guy a win. You know, Inoue. They had to. And, <laughs> there's, not many, there's only six guys. It's no yeah, I mean, there's no, it's just so dry. <laughs> like, there's no one interesting in this thing. Last year, I, I I I went to go look it up. Like last year, there was like twelve guys or whatever. It was a full tournament. This year, we have six dudes. You know, what I mean? just like just don't do it. It's okay. You don't have to do it. A couple. What years did last ago. year's look like? What did, last did uh, last year's was Akira Tajiri, uh, Tamura Black Menso Ray was in there. Sugi was yeah. still in there. So you still had a lot yeah. of guys. That was interesting. I think Al Linderman liked- was still in there then. Did we, didn't we like that? We positively reviewed. Uh, I think some so. Of those? Yeah, because there was a lot of really good matches. Like Lindemann was great. Yeah. Lindemann was well because the, yeah. the final was Lindemann and Akira, and those guys were fantastic the whole tournament. Yeah. All right. No, and, Al Lindemann ain't walking through that door. I'll tell you that for this year. No. So. No. This is a a really really sad lineup. <laughs> it's very sad. You know? Yeah. When you only have six guys, just just call it a day. You know. Well, look at that. Is there any match that you need to see <laughs> no. from those six guys? <laughs> no. There's not one. I mean, seriously, there's not one match not I would one. put together where not I'm like, one. I need to see. I can't wait for Hakuto Omori versus Atsuki Aoya. No, there's not <laughs> one match. That, I want to that see. honestly is probably my match, but that's not good. You know what I mean? Like, that's not good. And I guess they haven't had that. That, that hasn't happened yet, right? No, no, it hasn't. Yeah, that's that's probably my match that I'd pick, but that's not going to uh, not going to keep me up at night, you know? Thinking about oh man, one of these one of these mornings I'm gonna wake up and Amori <laughs> for Sayoyagi is gonna come and God I can't wait. Yeah, not quite. So that that I mean, I can confidently tell people full skip. You don't need to watch nothing I've seen so far from that tournament has done a thing for me. Um, but the the real world tag league has been it's it's shockingly held my interest. I'm not sick of it yet. I think I'm going to get through the whole thing. And now I'm intrigued where they go with it too. I, you know, I don't, it, 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 there's a lot of, there's not an obvious final or, or winner or, or anything. So, um, you know, from that standpoint, nothing would surprise (laughs) me. Um, you know, that that's, they're hot, they're cold. Um, you know, the champs are, was it Kono and Suwama, right? I think so. I so think, yeah. They, yeah, I, I, I fell off. I fell off from all Japan during the uh, clap crowd era. You know, right? They did an all Asia tag title change on this tour. What show was that? I thought I, I've been bouncing around, so I haven't watched all it's, of it. I, you might not have seen it yet because it was well. It's not. It's on a show I didn't watch yet either. But Tajiri and Yoshitatsu lost to the 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 secondary GOA team. Um, Obviously not Ashino, and, and they lost to uh, Hanahata and, and Yusuke Kodama on the 
show on the 27th. Oh, I didn't no, watch no, no, I did, no, no, no. I did watch that one. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. How was that? Did you watch uh, that match? That was, I see. I don't remember. For some reason, I don't remember that match. So you maybe it, it was one the tournament match. So you probably maybe I did. Yeah. Um, uh, you know what? I think I did. I think I was like, ah, I just want to watch the tournament here. So I skipped that one. I do remember that now. I remember them coming out to the ring and me being like, nah, I want to watch tournament stuff. So I'm just going to keep moving on. So. So I was going to say, like, I'm thinking watching this thing, like the like the Saito should just win. But that that's like voodoo murder versus voodoo murder if they do that. And I don't know if they want to have that dynamic. Right. Because the champs are voodoo murder, too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, you know, because I, I again, they really stink, but I'm not against pushing them at all. You need new blood. This company needs new blood so bad. And, ah, and damn it. You know what? You know what happened in my in my haste to skip? Uh, the 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 Yoshitatsu Tajiri, yeah, all Asia tag. I missed Aoyagi and Obori, the one match I was looking forward to in the Junior Battle of Glory. Um, I gotta go because I went watch. right to the 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 Saitos, and I was like, all right, here we go, back on the tournament. Fuck, well, you're, you're not gonna go back and watch it, I'm but you need go to go back, back and watch it. <laughs> you have so many better things to do. Than watch. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to, but I need to. I will. You know, darn, I, I missed this Junior Battle of Glory match. I I gotta go back and watch it. If I have time tonight, I will fit it in, but uh, probably just gonna go to sleep and then wake up. And why do other stuff. does Why does New Japan World not have the thing where you could just continue where you left off? They what? used to, I, like, and I feel like they took it away because they used to have it. I swear they used to have it. And you know the other thing, when you click a show on All Japan Wrestling TV, you could scroll down. The whole card is on the screen for you. Yeah, right. And for some of these tournament shows, they even have the records and the points for the tag teams, which is helpful too. You know, you can get yourself into it. Like, ah, look at this. You know, these two teams both have four points. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Pivotal matchup here for for Arashi and Doi, who have great theme music, by the way. I love the Arashi Doi song. It gets stuck in my head every time. Um, But then... uh, there's a lot of good theme songs in all Japan, actually, because the they do, they do have some Warriors real solid music. Yeah. Miyahara, that's an all timer, all timer for Miyahara. I like Jake Lee's heel theme and, you know, there's there's some good ones there. Um, but yeah, they, they give you the little records and the points like New Japan World feels like there's more money behind that site. Right. But they don't have the same kind of features that the all Japan you know, that I'd like to see on New Japan. Yeah, All Japan World is like one of the most user-friendly ones of all of them. It's like super easy to find what you need. The the graphics are all really good. You know the matches. It has the, you can, you can, you know, pick up where you left off instantly. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I like about All Japan World. All Japan World. All Japan. All Japan dot TV or whatever, so. Yeah, they should have. Why didn't they bring in Abe to team with Nomura and give Miyahara a different partner? <laughs> Who knows? That would have been fun, right? I don't have a whole lot of money, Joe, so I think it's just whoever they can get at whatever <laughs> yeah. price they can get them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't think they yeah. really have a, the liberty of just saying, all right, what can we, who should we book? It's like, who can yeah. we book is more the, the decision I think they have to make every year. Now. Yeah, you know, Cyrus doesn't strike me as a guy. Making, <laughs> he's not probably, pull, you know, putting him over a barrel for the for his booking fee, you know. <laughs> he's not making those Brody payoffs, you know. <laughs> right, so, right. I, I, you know, when you can only afford half of the astronauts, you know, that's that's uh, that's what your lot in life is right now. That junior battle of glory. <laughs> is so stuck. sad. Like looking at it on, on in print. Oh, it's so bad. When I wrote it out today, I was like, oh, no, <laughs> it's only six guys. 
<laughs> and half of them are Sato, Rising Hayato, and Dan Tamura. You know, it's like, oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I mean, coverage of that uh, at voicesofwrestling.com. Gerard, uh, co host of the yeah. uh, Emerald Flow show here on the uh, Voice Wrestling Podcast Network. Uh, covering all of them, though. Covering every each and every show. Voicesofwrestling.com. Yeah, we'll be on top of these finals. Of course, gotta. Yeah, I don't know when the, the All Japan final is. The cage match is a little behind on the All Japan, so they, they don't have the future cards up. Um, the Saitos don't even have profiles yet. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Who's working over there? Jeez. Um, no, the good people at cage match. I don't know how they do it, honestly. I, I would have deleted the site a long time ago. Yeah, once this whole shit started happening with the WWE fans, I would have just deleted the site and said, we're done. We had a good run, but it's over. So we got to go. What a service they provide, you know, and for free. You have to uh-huh. pay for yeah. shit. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, think of your experience as a fan without this site. Oh, it's it yeah, every day. It's every single day. Every single day. I'm every day. All three tabs open with different windows from the site. Just fantastic. Couldn't live without it. I don't think I can live without it at this point. I mean, I could go to Internet Wrestling Database or whatever, Wrestling Data or whatever, but it's not, I don't, you know, you pick your one and you like your one and then, yeah, it's not the same. Yeah, yeah. Wrestling Data, I think, is another one. I don't don't know. They're not the same. We got anything else here? Or are we we're putting out the string. We are playing out the string here. We're we're over. We're over three hours too. So we gave people bonus. I mean, you got You got to cover Battle of Glory. You just got to cover it. Oh, uh, real quick. There's a new streaming platform, Premium Streaming Network. It's coming sometime in 2023. Uh, it's led by Paul Owen and Josh Chernoff, who were both previously with Fight. Uh, Owen was a, uh, a, a, a he used used to work for UFC Fight Pass, and he spent time with WWE as a content curation editor on the WWE Network. And uh, Chernoff was the director of programming over at Fight. So they are starting a new network. So there's Fight. There's going to be this thing. There's going to be that thing. There's going to be everything. But uh, no partnerships or relationships announced at this time. Oh, but, great. Uh, no content. Fantastic. No content. But something to keep your eye on because these guys do have wrestling backgrounds and connections. So, yeah, we'll see. I guess it's good for wrestling companies. You'll get a bidding war. Hopefully go in. Multiple people want your content to fill out their content platform. So that's good, I guess. So Could Fight have seen this coming? And that's why they're gobbling up all these indies that's very possible yes i don't know when Chernoff left but maybe he left and they got wind of it and said oh shit we better uh figure out something here let me see when probably go to josh Chernoff's linkedin and find out when he uh what do you make of that fight thing it reeks of desperation to me i, uh, I, almost- a, I don't know how it makes any money and there's no way it's going to make any money um they're probably paying these companies up front which i don't think they're going to get any return on investment paying these companies absolutely up front. are paying them up front otherwise they all wouldn't be jumping right over. And, um, yeah, I don't, (laughs) it reeks of, we're just trying to gobble up as many users as we can. And then hopefully somebody buys us or we just go out of business type of thing. Yeah. So sure enough, left, uh, fight in October of 2022. Oh, like last week. Yeah. Um, very recently. Yeah. I'm just thinking maybe this was another domino falling and would explain fight, you know, shifting very hard into indie wrestling. Yeah. 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 And, and going with the model that they're going with, which is, is just right. not going to make them as much money as they were making great. before. So doesn't um, sound great. Sounds yeah. like, you know, desperation or grasping at straws, but I, I, you know, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I guess we'll see how it plays out. 
but this could have something to do with it. Yeah. I figure they would know that this was coming down the pike. If the guy left in October, he probably told him he was leaving well before that. And, you know, maybe they knew he was going to try to start something up. But if, if, if he's starting something up, then he feels like it can be profitable. Um, At least in the short term. I mean, and that's unfortunately modern business is kind of weird where it's like the old business of I'm going to run a business and make money. Like that doesn't exist. <laughs> you know, now it's I'm yeah, going to run a business. Yeah. I'm going to gather as much users yeah. and data as I can. And then hopefully somebody sells it. And if they don't, I'll just go out of business and then run away or something, you know. Right. But hopefully somebody wants the this data or wants these users or wants this content and I could sell it to them or I can raise money on the users and the data and the content or whatever. But it's like the actual making of money is not important anymore. Like that doesn't. So I wouldn't be so sure that they think it's a money making proposition as much as a way to get users and data and content and whatever. So who knows? Well, my obvious question to you is how can we parlay uh, our shitty little thing into uh, making money off of hypotheticals? How do we do this? I'll, I'll contact Josh Chernoff tonight to find out how to get on the premiere streaming network. No, I don't know. If he wants to buy those three letters. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Please. I got Yo dub. lots of data for you. Lots of content and data Plenty for you. Data. So. <laughs> all you people listening, we're going to sell your data. Yeah, we got them we're all. Gonna, we got every single one of them. The swink. Uh, who else? <laughs> That's uh, Gerard angry two one six. We got you. That's my go to whoever this yeah. max is. One this funky max note. I got you too. We got yeah. They're all yeah. the don't know chairman. They're all there. But uh, anyway, uh, that is it for us. We've gone way too way too long at, at this point. So uh, that is it for us. Obviously, flagship patreon.com uh, patreon.com slash voices of wrestling voice of wrestling com slash Patreon uh, for all of our bonus content five dollar and ten dollar tiers for that uh, voices of wrestling.com for all the reviews previews columns all that other great stuff uh, voice of wrestling podcast network as well for every other podcast uh, that appears on this great great network all a bunch of different stuff you got five star matching which I referenced a little bit earlier music of the mat with Alan Cunahan uh, on there uh, this week uh, Emerald flow show as I mentioned you got the jumping bomb audio shake them ropes the good the bad and the hungry there's so much stuff on there. You've got to be kidding me. Eurograps Express. Like, we cover everything in the world of wrestling. Don't forget any. I know. I'm trying to be think careful. if I forget anybody. Don't Who am I forgetting? Any. Because now I've gone to the problem is you have to name like three and then just say everybody. But when you name more than three, now you're going to name everybody, right? Because then you can't leave. Days of Thunder, WCW uh, uh, Nostalgia Podcast. Um, yeah. And you got Lee Malone looking for you. And I don't listen. <laughs> That's a guy you don't want looking for. Oh, no, no, no. He'll, he'll fuck you up. Yeah. He will club your knees, that Lee Malone. He you probably knows the, the, the Badgers, Nadgers guy. He probably knows he that probably guy. He probably knows the bat. Yep. He's yeah, absolutely. You know, he's from yeah. Ireland, and I always thought he was from Scotland. And one time I said he was from Scotland. He's like, I'm not from Scotland. I'm from Ireland. I was like, shit, I apologize. I thought you were from Scotland. So, yeah. Well, he probably still knows the Badgers. He still guy. knows the Badgers, Nadgers, boil your arse guy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and they're, they're going to knock you up. They're going to yeah, knock right. the door, and, and they're going to be out there with little Billy clubs. And uh, that Malone will get you, you know, he's uh, so good thing. You remember that at the, uh, at the, at, at the, at the bell there. And I think super J cast was the only one I didn't, uh, didn't go over new Japan ah. centric super J cast. There you go. So that, I think that's all of them. If I skipped any of them or missed him, then uh, it's Joe's fault. Open the voice gate. Duh, duh. Jesus Christ. I almost left off. Yeah, yeah, you know, I know. Abraham. He'll send that hoss of a kid of his after you. Oh, that's I know. Yeah. Big Arthur, right? Big art. Oh, uh, big art. Big art's a hoss. Go get you. <laughs> he has a big, couple years. Big boy. Yeah. Yeah. He'll be giving you urinages right in your living room. He's already in the dojo, right? I think so. They're already having to do a neck rolls and stuff like that. You know, just Absolutely. Getting them ready, you know. Yeah. He's not in the ring yet, but he's doing neck rolls. Eugene God is yelling at him. It's, you know, it's 
slowly working out. Oh shit! I forgot. I totally forgot. I I I did the gentleman's wrestling podcast for with uh, with Collings the other day. So uh, I want to plug that. Everybody, go listen to that if you want. If you want another two hours of me, because I know you guys just can't get enough. Okay, you get an hour on Thursdays, then you get three or oh, three hours plus. I'm so out of energy. Three is where I tap. I just run out of energy. <laughs> right at that saying words for no reason. right at that three hour mark, I feel like I'm talking in slow motion. I'm like uh, the New Japan Junior Battle Glory. Uh, I I don't even know what I'm saying uh, once we hit that three hour mark. But if you need more of me. I did two hours. We did the first hundred days of the uh, of the Paul Levesque uh, WWE regime, and I believe his show is available. Uh, it's a YouTube exclusive. It's a YouTube exclusive. Yes. I believe they pay him a a, a very strong <laughs> a healthy amount number yes. to keep that a YouTube exclusive. So the Gentleman's Wrestling podcast this week. Um, I don't even know. I don't even think he's weekly, but the the latest Gentleman's Wrestling podcast. Um, myself uh, visiting with with Colin. I I wanted to do it in the meat of the show. He's probably going to give me shit because I'm doing it after you did the close already and nobody's listening to us. Right <laughs> Everybody's like, left. Everybody's gone. There's not a single, but there's like, there, there might be a dozen people who will listen this long. Like when, when they, cause they think the show's over. Cause you already did all the bullshit. You already did the, you know, go to the website, all this. That's where people just X out. So, uh, you know, I know this is a terrible plug for, for, for the appearance I did, but anyway, for the 12 of you that are listening, uh, go go watch that show. There's a slideshow too, like it's a visual presentation. So go watch that on YouTube. And uh, with Joe, we did not talk about your refrigerator, but uh, maybe we'll get to that next week on the flash. People How really about care about the refrigerator. I, I think I care about the refrigerator, to be honest. But uh, we'll talk okay, about the refrigerator. Right. I got new purchases too. I guess we can talk about. You helped oh, me save true, money. Man. You helped me save money. So I did help. You save made money. me a cheap ass. I did. I'm well, glad. You know, it's you know me. It, you know me. I, I know you, and uh, you know, you know. We'll we'll talk about it next week. Next I guess. week, little teaser there. So that is next week on the flagship. That is Joe. I'm Rich. We'll talk to you next time. Take care. Bye. Hola, hola. My name is Ricardo. I am the host of the Lucha Jovers podcast here in the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. We are a Spanish-speaking show dedicated to discussing and analyzing pro wrestling from all across the world. From AW to CMLL, we talk about American wrestling, Japanese wrestling, and of course, Lucha Libre. If something big happened in the pro wrestling world, we will talk about it. So if you know Spanish or have a friend that knows Spanish or want to practice your Lucha Libre pronunciations, go listen to the Lucha Jovers podcast right here in the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Nos vemos por ahí.